This 13th episode of the Peace on Drugs podcast will be brought to you by the number 13. An estimated 10% of the U.S. population fears the number 13, and even more fear Friday the 13th. This fear is known as Periskeva Decatriophobia. Yeah, what asshole came up with that name? Took me four tries to get it, and probably still wrong. So why do people fear 13? Well, there are 12 months in a year, and two 12-hour half-days in a day. And 12, like 6, is a perfect number. So maybe 13, following a perfect number, meant it was trouble. Though 7 follows 6, and it's considered the Lord's number by most Christians. This brings us to Judas Iscariot, who was the 13th guest at the Last Supper, and he betrayed Jesus. In ancient Norse lore, the evil god Loki was the 13th guest to show up at a dinner party upsetting the balance of the 12 gods already in attendance. Whatever the reason, over 80% of buildings in the United States don't have a 13th floor. I'm standing in a hotel right now, there's no 13th floor because of superstition, but come on man, the people on the 14th floor, you know what floor you really are. Thanks Mitch. I mean... How fucking childish is my country? Welcome to the United States of Kindergarten. You'll be on the 14th floor. If you jump out of the 14th floor hoping to kill yourself, you will die earlier. All right, that was Mitch Hedberg. A little clip from his comedy special. He's one of the all-time greats. Um, thanks for tuning in to the Peace on Drugs podcast. Go to Peace on Drugs, the, sorry, thepeaceondrugs.com. Sign up to our email list and follow me on Twitter at Aaron Akulis. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Peace on Drugs podcast. And um, today is, is a very uh, different kind of episode. It's a um, it's a it's basically me and my good friend Brandon. I'm gonna he's gonna uh, his name's gonna remain anonymous. His last name because of his job and the content of my podcast. Um, but we, we, I went to New Orleans, and so the 13th episode, New Orleans is like the voodoo city, so I thought that was cool. I asked the hotel when I booked it if we could, st- if I could stay uh, on the 13th floor. All right. Well, first, so first I called and I said, do you have a 13th floor? Because most buildings don't. And the first uh, girl, she was foreign, so her English was a little broken, but she, so she, maybe she didn't understand exactly what I was asking, but she said yes. And I was like, all right, I'd like to request to stay on the 13th floor. And then we lost connection. So I called back. And the, this time it was a, a New Orleans woman, you know, with the New Orleans accent. And she's just like, I was like, I'd like to request to stay on the 13th floor. She's like, we don't have no 13th floor. And I'm like, oh, I was like, maybe I called a different Wyndham. Is this the Wyndham in the French Quarter? She's like, yeah. I was like, is there another Wyndham? She's like, no. I was like, she's like, there ain't no 13th floor in any of the buildings. And I'm like... She's like, it's the 14th floor. I was like, yeah, that's what I assumed. I was like, I, I was like, never mind. Just can I book, can I request to be on the 14th floor? Because I wanted to be authentic in this podcast. Like, we're going to sit up in the on the 13th floor of our hotel, 13th episode, in the French Quarter in New Orleans. But basically, when I ended up, it, I, my flight flew in at 5, at 5 p.m. And by the time I got to the airport, got my luggage, you know, got, got, took the shuttle, I didn't get to the hotel till 7. I was really hungry. I was like, I told Brandon, let's just go out and grab a bite. I'm hungry. get a drink. And of course, that turned into more drinks. We never made it back to the hotel to record a podcast, but we did record. Um, uh, we started, so we're going to start this one, this po- 
This special is going to start with us at a bar called The Abbey, and that's in New Orleans. Oh, this whole everything we do is here in New Orleans, but we recorded some, some of the, um, you know, us going out at night. We recorded um, the second morning, we went and got an IV drip. So we recorded the conversation at the IV clinic. That's to cure our hangover. We are very intoxicated because we are in New Orleans, and that's just what we did the whole time was go and eat great food, have drinks, and listen to music and hang out and had some cool conversations. There's some moments when it gets loud, but basically we're going to start at the Abbey, and then we're gonna, and from there it's going to go straight to the morning of day two, the hangover, uh, being at the IV clinic, and then going to... Um, Taking an Uber to Frenchman, listening to some music on Frenchman, then Ubering to the casino. Then from the, the casino, we're very drunk, and this is where the podcast is going to end. We'll see how far you make it, because some of it's very loud, and it's and the, even though you can totally hear what we're saying, it might just be annoying. You can fast forward. There's some, some of them, like the Ivy Clinic's way less noisy um, than some of the bars when we get into the jukebox and stuff like that. But I think it's just a cool podcast with me and Brandon all over the city talking about um, you know, things that happened to us growing up and everything like that. So I really hope you enjoy. Again, it's going to get loud. We're going to get drunk. But it's going to end with us very drunk on the streets, hanging out with the homeless. And, and it was just really cool conversation. You know, I, I won like $400 at the casino. I'll explain that as we get there. But basically, we ended up just giving most of it to the homeless and had a really, I, I, I left my jacket there with my GoPro in the pocket and the homeless guy returned it to us the next day. So it was a very sweet story. Um, but I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is a different kind of one than I've ever done, but it's me and Brandon all over New Orleans. This is the 13th episode, the New Orleans special. I hope you enjoy. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug Drugs are menacing our society. Any thoughts on the drug problem? I had a great time doing drugs. So tonight, from our family to yours, from our home to yours, thank you for joining us. This is the piece on drugs. on drugs. All right, so we're starting at the bar, a bar called The Abbey in New Orleans, and I just wanted to say that we kind of jump into the conversation. I had to cut out a little bit. He was talking about the job he was about to start, and that was going to be one of the centerpieces of this podcast because of the job and how it could be related to the war on drugs. But unfortunately, he's in a training right now, and they were very specific when the training started that you will be fired if you do any interviews. So we cannot, uh, anything that he said about the job he's doing, I hope one day when, you know, when he's finished with his current mission that maybe, maybe he will talk about it or we will be able to talk about it. I don't know. But right now, anything that's said about his job and any mention of, of his last name will be edited out. But it won't be, there's so much more to this podcast than that. So it won't get annoying. It won't be like you don't know what's going on. It, most of our conversations are just about stuff growing up and funny stories and us listening to music and talking about music all around New Orleans. It's a New Orleans special. So let's jump in. Here we go. Bullshit. That's kind of where I'm at, but I, it's it's more self-serving. I, I'm not like called to a greater. Here's, so I thought about this with the with the Floyd fucking case. What was the cop's name? Oh, shit, I don't even remember. The guy who had his knee on him. Yeah, that guy. So, if you had been there, and I don't mean you being the guy with the knee on his throat, because first of all, you you would have been able to fucking restrain him without killing him, period. Yeah. But if you had been one of the other cops, this shit wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I think you at least got to say, hey, man. Yeah, hey. You all right? Hey, hey, What's up, dude? Exactly. But I think they deal with so much bullshit, bro. You know how many times of, uh, I remember when I'm getting arrested, I'll just speak for myself. 
no matter how tight you put the handcuffs on, I'm like, bro, these hurt my wrist. This hurts. You know, and the cops probably heard it a million times. Like, right. Yeah, whatever, man. Fuck off, dude. You're going to jail. Like, this is right. the process. Like, right. And if you're if you're wrestling a cop, you know, I mean, fuck. It sucks. You can see the video. The dude murders the guy on camera. It's, right. it's, it's tragic. But I, I don't think I don't think he meant to. I don't think his intention was to murder him. I think that's just what happened. And I do think that it fucked Still him up murdered. with everybody around. He's, like, trying to, like... Yeah, the whole yeah. situation is confusing. I get that, but um, at the same time, I I, I just know this though. This How is what about I like. Just let him go. What do you do, man? He had a twenty fake twenty. Yeah, just kick let, rocks, man. Yeah, who gives? Get a down fun? the street. What bro. does it matter? Get down the street. But what I like about you is I know for a fact if you had been one of those cops, dude, be alive. You would not let that shit happen. Nah, I, well, I, I hope not. I hope that. Did, I think that, you know, dude. Like, I think that because I know for a fact if I'd have been there, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Cause yeah. I, unless I was there, I I've don't fucking know. I've never been a know. cop before, man, so I, I have no idea what they go through. And I'm they sure go, it's a shit they job. Go through it's got to be a trash job. It is a trash You're job. You're dealing with the absolute worst you know, and people I, No, and I have empathy. I have empathy day. for people who have experienced cop brutality that, that happens, but I also have empathy for the fucking cops who have to deal with this. But again, it goes back to the war on drugs. Why the fuck are you having to hire people to fight something that's so stupid? Like, why the fuck are you going into fucking poor places and kicking in doors for drugs? Like this is this is the problem. They should there should be no black market. Get, how do you get rid of the black market? It's a fucking market, and it's going to continue to exist as long as people want to do drugs. Yeah. So let them do their fucking drugs, legalize the market, and people will stop overdosing. Cops will stop having to shoot people, and co- people won't get shot by cops. All that shit goes away. We fucked up with this war on drugs so bad that they're not ready to admit it. They're like, nah, let's keep doubling down. At yeah. what point do we stop doubling down and go? It's over. Well. You're thinking in terms of logic, man. It's not about logic. It's about money. Because the whole system is now based on yeah, arresting dude, people for the drugs. The war on drugs is funded by, you know, I mean, it's, they get eighty billion. Operation it's like, budget. I want to say it's forty billion dollars a year we spend on arresting people. I think it's another forty in, in incarceration. So it's it, it's eighty billion dollars a year that we spend to to continue to arrest people for drugs that they want to do. What, uh, Dr. Carl said this, dude. This makes sense. You're fucking, you have the right on uh, our fucking constitution or whatever. Uh, um, you have the right to pursue happiness. Pursue happiness is written in, in our founding documents. If, if I pursue happiness with cocaine, is that my right? Are you saying no? Because fuck you. It <laughs> makes a, me happy. I like that argument. I, I, I mean, it's a good goddamn yeah, argument. I mean, as far as a debate. Hey, I'm pursuing there. happiness. And honestly, I've used drugs my whole life to self-medicate for my own fucking fucked up shit from my childhood, whatever the fuck happened to me. I use drugs to self-medicate. Now, does that mean... Here's the problem. I ended up addicted for a little bit and things happen. And it happens to people all over. But... If we did it the right way, I could self-medicate by going to a place and getting the drugs that I request and getting help and then and showing you the right way. All right, you want to do heroin, we're going to let you, but we're going to talk to you about this and this and this, and they're going to get people to not continue to be addicted to it and use it that way. But the problem is, is you're getting on the streets with no coaching, no help, and you're going to become addicted, and it's going to fuck your life over. No coaching. No you coaching. You need a heroin shaman. You need a heroin shaman, dude. <laughs> that, dude, that's it, though. You, I mean, I know you're making the joke, but it's a good goddamn, it's, it's, it's reality. 
you need a heroin shaman. If you want to do heroin that soothes your pain, then Billie Holiday is the best example, dude. They murdered her. They fucking murdered Billie Holiday. They fucking, dude, Billie Holiday, the singer, beautiful singer. She was raped when she was 13. This African-American girl, raped when she was 13, sold into prostitution, and ended up walking into a bar asking for a job. She was addicted to heroin. And they were like, we don't have no job for you. She's like, I can sing. They're like, then sing. And she sang, and everybody at the bar stopped what they were doing and watched her sing and started crying. And she was that fucking good. And she, she did records, and she had a song called Strange Fruit. You know what the strange fruit was? Heroin. No, the strange fruit was the black man hanging from the trees in the south. Ouch. She's like, that's a bro. strange fruit to have in your trees. God, damn. And fucking Harry Anslinger, who started the one drugs, hated that fucking song. Like, and told her to stop fucking singing it. And she refused to. She said, I'll sing whatever the fuck I want. And so he had her arrested for heroin. She was not allowed to perform in any place that served alcohol after she got out, which means her career was done. And then they, they kept on sending agents, undercover agents to like fucking get her drugs and arrest her. And she ended up dying in a hospital when they cut off her supply of drugs. She was fucking murdered by the U.S. government. And that's that story, like that's... That's what people are dealing with all of this fucking country is drugs because of their fucking pain they're dealing with with their child is. And then they get addicted to some shit and then our government goes, all right, keep being addicted, I'll keep fucking you. How about yeah, a, how about we help them? It's a no-win situation unless you get help. And also, don't, there's about, no help. Well, don't do drugs in the first place. Tell that to somebody who gets fucking raped when they're 13 not to do drugs. I would. Don't do drugs. That's good advice, no matter where you say it. No, they need it, dude. They need to escape from reality, dude. They got raped at 13 by their own father. Ugh. Shit like that happens. That's terrible, You're man. telling me that they can't do drugs? No, Give them some drugs, man. Let fuck. them have some drugs. Get their fucking mind right. And then get them help. Heroin's not going to get your mind right. It will, it'll, it'll give you some reprieve. <laughs> for a second, man. Yeah, Maybe. and you need that reprieve for a second. So give them heroin with help, with counseling. Have a heroin shaman. Heroin shaman. I'm open dude. to it. I'm not saying you're wrong. Dude, we are fucking up people so bad in this country. Honestly. I'm not doing shit, first of all. I mean, our country's doing it. <laughs> okay, I man, know. You be specific. Our country is doing do that to I people. didn't do it. I know. I didn't do it either. But I'm saying, I've been it. I've been the fucking escaping reality with drugs and been arrested. I've sat with these people, bro. I, I don't think I'm better. I sit with them on the street at their level. I meet them where they're at. And they're some of the best humans, man, that you find that I found are always at the bottom, man. The best ones are at the bottom. I'm not saying the good people ain't at the top. Well, I'm at the top, too. There are good people at the top. The problem is, is a lot of people get on the top and they feel like they deserve it. They're like, I deserve this because I did this. You know what? Sure. You're fucking, yeah, you did You did it. You got up there. Like, where I don't I'm, know, man. Some of the most successful people I've ever met have some of the most compassion and the biggest hearts. Some of them do. But some of them become... So I'll, I'll mention... Uh, I'm going to cut this. Uh, but I got... Nah, fuck this. So Joe, so Joe... I'll just say Joe. Joe's brother. Remember Joe's little brother? Yeah, he was cool, man. Yeah, so he's rich as fuck, man. He's really? He, he, I mean, him, not to say do? rich as fuck, but no, he works for a fucking like, pharmaceutical supply company. Hell yeah. He bought like a $600,000 house on Lake Wiley. Crushing. But Joe's like... He's like, my little brother, though, he's, he's one of those, if you ain't got this, it's because you suck. And you don't earn it. You didn't earn it. This is this is available for everybody if you just wanted it. And that mentality 
Because it's not available for everybody. Not just mathematically, it, but if you not. work for it, I think. Yeah, dude, any, there's nothing stopping anybody from going into pharmaceutical sales. He, no, here's the thing. There's only so many jobs available. If everybody went that route, they would they would weed out. The, they can't only sure, have some people. Well, that's the but fair market. A white kid grow up in a rich family. He from definitely Western. had every advantage. Exactly. That there is. He got the job. Yeah. He had the charisma. And again, I'm not saying that you that he's wrong for having the money. Fine. No, that's but don't goal. think that what you have is because everybody anybody who ever wanted it. Because I grew up with Carl Lewis. He could have that. He could have that. You're telling me the kid that fucking grew up in a shoebox-sized house that got that got beat every single night and fucking had to fight for his fucking life with his family. Like I saw that shit. <laughs> Jesus. You're telling me he could get your same job. They would hire Carl. They would not hire It'd be Carl. Be a little harder. What's that quote from the movie, man? It's uh, if you want to get out of the hood, you either sling and crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. <laughs> All right, and that comment there brought us to talking about music, which brought us straight to the jukebox. Except you don't like Bob Dylan? It's the only Bob Dylan song that's worth a fuck. It's not the only one that's worth a fuck. It's literally the only one. No, it's not, dude. Bob Dylan is my shit. Bob Dylan is shit. Nah, dude. I, I like that group text post you had. Though. The best thing that ever came out of Bob Dylan was <laughs> one headlight by the fucking Wallflowers. <laughs> but it's so wrong. I love, I straight up love Bob Dylan, dude. Love. However, people talk about greatest songwriter ever. They always want to say Bob Dylan. I say, first of all, the Beatles, fuck you. But... Greatest American songwriter, still not Bob Dylan. Paul Simon. Paul Simon destroys all American songwriters. He's the best fucking songwriter of America. Not not Bruce Springsteen, the boss. I like Bruce Springsteen. I'll get behind his shit. But um, not my favorite. I mean, I'll put him up. I mean, he's one of the best, honestly. Honestly, I love Bruce Springsteen. He fucks, dude. He's the boss. He does. Top Petty also. Tom Petty. That Tom Petty is it's, oh, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a very close call between Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, and um, and uh, the one that I said the best, Paul uh, fucking Simon. Paul Simon. Paul Simon's the shit, dude. What's he, it, what did he write? Oh my What's god. The Boxer, uh, Mrs. Robinson, uh, Homeward Bound, um, Only Living Boy in New York's my favorite. But he has shit that he's released like in the last ten or twenty years that's that holds up. Like he was writing in the sixties and he has shit released in two thousand that's badass. I mean, he never fucking lost his touch, man. That's that's why Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Because the thing is Bob Dylan's still writing, but it's not that song he released during COVID that he everybody was raving about. Like he He's like he he did, like, there's like a, a hundred references for popular culture and you have to listen to figure out the references. That song bored the piss out of me, dude. <laughs> I hate it. But but again, Bob Dylan though, let me listen to this fucking song. He's jamming. They made a movie about that. You said Louis Louis C.K. is the only person who used the N-word. Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan can use the N-word. He did in this song. Did it. He said, well, he was using it, quoting. If you were writing a book, like they, they just thought he was a crazy nigga. But he was saying what they thought, you know what I mean? In yeah. context, it plays. 
but people don't have the balls to do it. He did. He's like, no, this is what they were saying about him. And it was a song for the hurricane, right? This is a black dude that could have been the greatest champion in the world, boxer. But there was a fucking, uh, what was it? Someone's robbing the register. Yeah. But basically, he got sent to fucking life in prison for something he didn't fucking do. And his whole career was done. And he could have been the number one you've ever heard of. Oh, the criminals! <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Once you acquire it, yeah. love them. And honestly, this is not the only song. He has so much shit that's worth listening to. Dude. Maggie's Farm? I mean, it's not terrible, obviously. His obviously. voice, his voice is terrible. I love his voice, dude. Really? Love it. God. Adam uh, put me on this tired Tyler Childers guy. Uh, I don't like it. It's like this voice. It's like a it's like a Bob Dylan voice. Like, it, no, he was like, you have to listen to this. Promise me. And I was like, I promise, and I did. And the thing is, the artwork it was, it was country, and it was the artwork was so psychedelic. I was like, this is about to be my shit. And then I had play. I was like, what's up with this artwork? Does it mean it has nothing to do with this crap music I'm listening to? I mean, it's got it was some, it's awesome. got some good jams. I hate like it. there's one. One verse where he's like, I bought a, a house at the mouth of a holler. And he just sounds like a squealing dog. You know? like, I bought a house at the mouth. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I'm not, I didn't give him much of a chance. But also, I have. Like, he's got some bangers. There are people that will tell me about music, and I, and I will, if I don't like it immediately, I will give it the chance because of who told me. Adam does not have, he lost that right a long time ago. If Adam turns me on to something, I listen to it for a second, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. And then you know what's crazy? I said, he asked me for some bands. And I was like, so I, I gave him a few bands to listen to that I, that I was into. That I thought were pretty fucking cool. And, um, oh, fuck. Spongo. Nah, <laughs> I know he won't like Spongo, but, um. Spongo fucks, dude. I love it. I love Spongo. Yeah. But, um, what was the band? Ah, uh, fuck. It's gonna fuck with me. Built to Spill. So, Built to Spill is one of them. I was like, yo, check out Built to Spill. Check out um, uh, fucking circulars, circulatory <laughs> system. I had a different one. And he was like, I, he's like, I don't know how much DMT you're smoking, but what the fuck did you just send me? He was like, like that. I was like, a simple non-response would be fine, but all right. And then... Two years later, he sends me Built to Spill. He's like, yo, check out this band. Stop playing with me. Yeah, no, he's like, yeah, you'll love this. I was like, motherfucker, I sent you this shit two years ago. You asked how much DMT I smoked. That's like, fucking they're fucking hilarious. good. All right, you want to throw that up there for me? Yeah, I got you. I played this. Yeah, I got nine problems. This song is fucking dope, though. Yeah. Rick Rubin, dude. Yes. He's a freak of nature. <laughs> and he was in the video. Did you see the video? It's fucking awesome, dude. It's Jay-Z and Rick Rubin riding around on Bentley. He's got his big fucking yeah. beer and he's just bopping his head. He's in the car. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> this song fucks so hard. No, that bangs you. Jay-Z's sick with it. Apparently, he writes all his music in his brain. Like, he don't... He don't have to take a notepad into the booth or anything. He just all in the brain. There's people that can do that, man. And as a songwriter, I'm jealous. Like, I'm a Neutral Milk Hotel fan. I know we joke about that because you probably never even listened to him. No. But, um, no. but he would write all of his songs without a pen and piece of paper. And it's like, if I don't remember the lyrics that I'm singing, then they're not worth having. And we just sit there and sing over and over until he had his shit. 
thing is, if I come up with something that I think, uh, if I think it's you know clever, yeah. I'm writing that shit down immediately because I will forget in a second. Yeah, I'm starting to forget. I have like epiphanies or like burst of illumination, like that one. You're like, oh shit. I'm like, all right, I'll remember that. I don't have to write that. Down. Yeah. Then I forget it. But bitch ain't wanna hit me. This song is so fucking good. I got 99 bitches, not a problem with one. Every time I hear this song, I'm like, I ain't changing. Nah, yeah, this shit goes hard as hell. This should have had me in traffic in my like Jeep, wishing I was a drug dealer. <laughs> as I pull up the Best Body, get my Apple Watch. <laughs> is this this is the Blueprint one? I think so, yeah. I bought the Blueprint 2 on vinyl, and I, and I thought it was the Blueprint 1, and I just bought it. And it was like 25 bucks, you know, it's like four records. I was like, yeah, this is a steal. And I didn't see the fine print where it's like warped record. That's, that why, that's why it's $25, because oh, the whole thing's man. warped. But it fucking, some of it plays fine, some of it doesn't work right, but it, 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 it's warped as fuck. But, Can you fix that? I guess not. Nah, can't fix it. Shit, people leave shit in their car, man. You can't leave a wrecked vinyl in your car. Oh, yeah. Vinyl is the shit, dude. Vinyl, that's why I got a vinyl collection because, dude, it's fucking insane to me. I was gonna say, I don't understand the concept the of grooves, how it works. It's, it is crazy. All the music that we listen to is literally in the grooves and a needle vibrating when you put it on. The needle flows through the grooves and picks up all these instruments. And plays them through a speaker from those grooves. Yeah, nah, that. What the fuck? Nah, dude. It makes no sense. Nah, and what's fun. cool is if you turn off your vinyl player, and you, and you can put your ear up to the needle and hear the music coming out of that needle. It's fucking out of this world insane. Yeah, that's wild. I fucking love Frequencies, it. I love it. We listen every night. We put a fire on, and I have my Bluetooth speaker, so I can literally put a Bluetooth speaker outside. I can sit there and play music all night, but I don't. I go and I blast my vinyl from inside, and then every 15 or 20 minutes, someone's got to flip the record. Yeah, I go flip it. But it's worth it. It's all awesome, fucking man. worth it. Oh, yeah, we jammed. I forget what record you put on when I was down. We sat by the fire playing and talked shop. Yeah, we did. Around the fire. And you're, you're flipping the vinyl. Dude. I played a bunch of shit. I want to hear Across the Universe. Across the Universe? Yeah, I played it. it didn't Who's that? The Beatles, man. The Beatles, who are they? They're a band from, they were, I think, from Liverpool originally. Are they any good? They're all right. All right. Let's, let's drink Jaeger shots to this one. This is Jailhouse Rock, but yeah, it is. Elvis Presley. Fuck you, Ian. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. That is rough. I think my liver's saying, like, what are you doing to us? Check liver's light is on. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I'll tell you what, man. We're the most rock star motherfuckers who are not famous. <laughs> we do drink like retards. <laughs> I, man, every now and again you gotta do it. I That's think. true. But 
I'm at the end of my, I don't want to say the end of my rope, that sounds dark. I'm at the end of my journey with alcohol. I'm on that tail end of it. I'm with you, man. I don't, I try not to drink all the time and I, and I really, really enjoy my life when I'm not drinking, honestly. Well, sober life is great, man, because you can do shit that you want to, the shit that you think about doing while you're drunk, you can actually get it done yeah. when you're sober. It's very true, man. Alcohol is a hell of a drug, man. To me, alcohol is the gateway to everything horrible. It is. Alcohol is the gateway drug. It is. Show me your hands. <laughs> I was like, I'll show you my nose, motherfucker. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that when, uh, you remember when uh, Uyghur got tackled through the front oh door? Oh my God. And the cop, the cop slid on. All right, we're telling the story, dude. All right. <laughs> dude, this is the best story. This is the best fucking story. So, I'll st- can I start from my, my perspective? Yeah, All right, well, 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 I'm so, like, so, watching you get slammed into the trash can. Well, yeah. I'll, so I'll go from my perspective. So, so your boy, let's just let's just say. He, well, he owns a, give, he owns a fish store. Yeah. Is he the is he comfortable with the, his name being on this one? Yeah, I'm sure he's cool. Let's right. call him Matthew. You gotta, yeah. So he, Matt, you last name. So Matt's on his way, and Matt's Matt and his his boy Josh are friends with Rayburn. Like, and Rayburn lives with me. He's my roommate. So, so Matt and Josh, like, I know them, but through Rayburn. And they're crazy. And Rayburn's like, yo, my boys are coming through. And I'm like, word. <laughs> and so I'm sitting by the front door knowing they're coming. And all of a sudden, the door swings open and knocks me into the trash can by the front door. <laughs> and somebody's getting tackled through the front door. And my first thought was, oh, Josh and Matt are here. Those crazy and those crazy dudes are wrestling. And I'm like, wait, that's not, that's Matt on the ground. That's a state trooper yeah. on his back. He said state trooper on his back. Yeah. And he yeah. had his gun. Yeah. And he pointed well, his gun at me and said, honestly, show me your hands. Because immediately, the state trooper has no idea what house he's coming into. Is this a gate? You're like, what the yeah. fuck? So he immediately pulls his gun out. And thank God we were all white. Because, no, no I'm just making a <laughs> shitty joke about what happens. Uh, no, I mean, I, but, hey, I don't know. Maybe that's why we didn't get domed up. Know, we didn't get domed up. But all of a sudden, Cops like gun in my face, like hands, hands. I'm like hands up, hands up. I'm like, what the fuck Show is going on? Show me your hands. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and so what happened was uh, Matt Weger didn't have a uh, um, edit. Uh, Matt didn't have a driver's license and was coming to visit us and was going through a, a checkpoint, which by the way is a, a straight violation of the Fourth Amendment, 100% bullshit. You can't randomly search me for no reason, and they do that. They fucking they drive it. through here and show me your ID. It's some fucking bullshit. But he was like, fuck this, and he had a Scion. A bo- one of those box, box Scions. Yeah. Like a- He's like, fuck this, I'm running it. <laughs> what the fuck is he thinking? He fucking guns it through the license check. It's on two wheels. He, this is his story. <laughs> on two wheels, taking the corner to get to our place. State trooper's on his tail, and he fucking makes it to the... Like right near our house, there's like a hill above us. He takes that way and then jumps out of his car to run down the hill to thinking if he got into our place, he'd be free. State Trooper's on his back and he makes it all the way to our front door, which didn't lock. Unless you deadbolted it, (laughs) unless you deadbolted it, it could just be pushed open. So they've so as he's jumping into our house, the state trooper tackles him and they bust through the door as I'm standing right by the door, (laughs) just getting knocked into the trash can. Fucking by a state trooper. So the state trooper tackles him, right? And then as he's falling down on the the tile in the kitchen, he's fucking sliding. So he slid probably a good four or five feet with a trooper on his back. 
And as he's sliding, the trooper does some John Wick shit where he draws his gun and points it at me while he's like riding Matt through yeah, the kitchen. He points at you, then me, everybody's like, everybody hands up. And we're like, what the fuck? Show me your hands. <laughs> and Amelia, and of course, I'm a retard. Oh, and there was like a substance on the table that I just into the floor. Yeah, and luckily, honestly, in the cops' defense, they didn't search us. They didn't ask us any questions. And I was just in community college, and I thought I knew. Any, I thought I knew something about anything I didn't. I was like, "Hey, man, you can't just do that, man." <laughs> can't do like, that. Like, man. I'm gonna. I'll see you in court, man. He's like ignoring me. He's just like, "This guy's going to jail, and I don't know who you are. I don't care." He didn't say a word to me. No, I, just, I think he ended up. I remember him saying, "Well, he's going to jail. Anybody else want to go?" Yeah, yeah. We're out. We're like, yeah. <laughs> nah, we're good, man. Have a nice <laughs> night. Hope you're okay, Matt. Fuck, dude. He got. He was in jail for like ten months, wasn't he? That's a wild ass dude. Yeah. He's, he's got it. He's got it right. Back on the track. He's married to an amazing woman. Has a business doing fish. He's got a, yeah, he's got a business like. I tell you what. Let's get, let, that. What's his business? It's called Fish Geeks. Fish Geeks Gaston. Belmont. Belmont, North Carolina Fish Geeks. Here's the thing. The We're loud in the mouth of who this dude is. But they anybody, anybody listening to this podcast doesn't give a shit about what he did. But we're giving him a shout out for his fucking business. All he did was not have a driver's license. That's all he did, and try to run. So when uh, Josh tells that story, Josh was in the front seat. And he's like, man. He, he get, had a gun. He had to throw yeah, out the side. Yeah, he had to ditch the gun or whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I get, when you gun a Scion, it's like a four-cylinder. So it's not, I mean, you're not going anywhere. You're just stepping <laughs> on the gas and waiting. Yeah. yeah. But Josh is telling the story. He's like, he steps on the gas, and I guess they're vrooming through the fucking the checkpoint. <laughs> like their windows are halfway down. He's like, man, all I heard was cops saying, "Hey, motherfucker, hey, man, what's going on?" Like he takes <laughs> off. <laughs> Me, Greg Carver, Justin, and one other dude. I, I don't remember who it was. There was another dude with us, and we were like, we, we found a, a house in the middle of the woods that was fucking looked abandoned like nobody like literally a house in the middle of the woods with all this shit in it so we walk in we just start taking shit we're like so you guys found somebody's house we were so dumb and so high when we were 16 so we just start like grabbing boxes of like, like I had a bag with a bowling ball in it like a leather bag with a bowling ball score man and just like take shit into our we had like a, a fucking fort out in the woods so like let's take it to our fort hell yeah so we're just taking shit to the fort and then we go back and get more shit back to the fort Third, third trip back to the house, we're leaving, and this dude with a gun shows up. The old dude with a gun has a gun, like, literally pointed at us. He's like, freeze, motherfuckers. And me, the bowling ball. and me, and yeah, dropped the bowling ball. That was actually literally when I had the bowling ball, and I dropped it. I swear to God. And me and Justin and the other dude, I fucking can't remember who the fuck it was. It might have been Adam Brinkley, I don't remember. But me, just another dude, we're like out. We're like, as soon as he's like freeze with the gun, we're like boom. We we dropped our shit. We bolted with Should our bikes. And Greg did not leave. We stayed there. He stayed with his hands up, and the dude took Greg back. And, <laughs> took and him then back what? Well, called the cops, uh, and, and so we rode our bicycles around through the woods and like saw the house and realized that the house that we were robbing was not too far from the house where the guy actually lived. And so he took him back there and we like, we peered through the woods and saw the cops showing up and saw Greg getting put in handcuffs and going to jail. We're all 16. And the next day, we all get arrested. Front, first and last names arrested. We were like, Greg, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Tur- 
He's like, I didn't say shit. Like, oh, they just randomly figured out where we all lived and what our names were. Dude, they mother- dusted the bowling ball for Prince, man. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. the, the jig is up, dude. The up. <laughs> they figured it out. All right. So we had already been to multiple bars before the Abbey, before that was recorded. And then we ended up going to multiple bars after. So the night we got very intoxicated, had a lot of fun in New Orleans. So day two started at the IV clinic. This is where you go and they pump you full of vitamins and stuff to make you not nauseous to get, basically cure your hangover. I'd never tried it. I wanted to try it. So I went. Um, it's like $150. And in the, I, I really don't remember feeling that much better, but if you listen to me talking, I'm, I'm saying how good I, I felt. So I obviously felt something. But when we left, I was still hungover. And we were laughing. We were like, it's like $150 Gatorade. But it's definitely uh, helps people out. And um, it's good to pump yourself full of vitamins. But this is us at the IV clinic in New Orleans, day two. All right. I'm sitting here. What is this place called? Support IV Bar. Support IV Bar. We're getting IV drips because we're very hungover in New Orleans. Yeah, we're gonna have some video on this too. Oh. Well, of, of, uh, can you can you get a picture of us at some point? Just a picture of us. With, we'll have a picture. I'll put on Facebook with, with us. I've never done this IV drip. The peace on drugs. These drugs are vitamins. Peace on vitamins. And what are what actually are we getting? What's that? What vitamins are we getting? It's B complexes, vitamin C, magnesium, calcium. Um, it also has toradol and zofran in it, which is why it's part of the hangover. Okay, so I don't even know what that is. But I'm zofran. zofran helps out with any kind of nausea, nausea vomiting, yeah. and toradol is more of a pain reliever, anti-inflammatory. Nice. It's a, it's an opiate, right? No. I'm just kidding. It's an inset. <laughs> Told you we don't have all the good stuff. I'm just joking stuff. with you. Still have the good stuff. <laughs> all right, my friend. You can put your arm right here. Yes, ma'am. All right. Raven's about to get stuck. Oh. Do you bend your arm a lot? I mean, as, as much as you would as if you Let's had Let's go more. this way, then. If you lift, you lift weights, Rayburn, you, you, you be bending. I do. <laughs> no, it's just if I do it... Like, if I put it in the crease, you're going to have to keep your arm straight. Or uh, oh, I see, I see what you're asking. All right. Yeah. I trust you wherever you got to go. You're just going to hate me when I go to take the tape off. You're going in his hand? Yeah. You okay with that? Well, you're, right. you're the boss. You're the pro. I'm weird about my hand. I'm gonna go in my. Well, my you can go on your arm. Yeah, I'm going go arm. Ah. For me. Hands a little sensitive. I'm gonna go right here for you. I gotta, I gotta play guitar with sensitive. my hands. Right. I ain't no bitch though, so I mean, you right. gotta go in the hand. Oh, now you calling me a bitch? Lil Wayne, that shit. <laughs> All right, Lil Wayne, that shit. Ready? That wasn't pleasant. It's usually not when you're stuck with a needle. Because <laughs> you went in the hand. <laughs> Absolute pro. Thank you. My ER experience must help. I agree. That the, that's not the IV, is it? No. That's just a flush. Your IV is being mixed. Like oh. the actual infusion. 
to be a mix by pharmacy right now. They're right. not really mixing it. They got a whole bunch of them already mixed up. You know, <laughs> I won't argue that because they probably do. They're waiting 30 they minutes. Like, now they're there measuring things. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> they have like, like right. tubes and everything and they're like a little of this, a little of this, a little bit of that. A little poof of the smoke comes yeah, out. Yeah, and then, they're like, yo, give it 10 minutes and then get one out of the bag. <laughs> Decent little business to got though. <laughs> you know, of course. Especially in New Orleans, man. People are like, I'm hungover. Where do I go? Boom. I'm excited to see if this works. I feel you have like, to let me know because, like I said, I haven't ever tried one myself. You've never been hungover enough to try it? Uh, I never said that. <laughs> I just said I never tried one you myself. Work here. That's the first thing I would do every morning. If I well, I should say every morning I don't drink like that. But every morning <laughs> I woke up hungover like that. I think for the hangover cure part, they should dim the lights a little in here. We can. <laughs> it's like super. I will bright. do that for well, you as soon as I finish. As soon as you finish. Yeah, you need the light to see the vein. I don't think you want me to go in blonde. Nah, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> And it shouldn't take long for y'all. Y'all should be finished in less than an hour once I start it. Sounds awesome. Nice. Got some drinking to do. We got drinking to do. We'll be back tomorrow. You'll be back. We're <laughs> open. How's your arm feel, bro? Man, I feel like I just got mangled. Man, it feels, feels <laughs> just like nothing. I'm sorry. Nah, you don't even feel it. I don't know. I'm just joking. All right, my friend. Your turn. I'm going to steal this table from you for just a second, though, yeah, okay? do it, man. <laughs> Put yours. No hand. No, I'm not feeling the hand. All right. Let's do the main vein. Were you at Dude's Weekend when Ryan was looking for a syringe? Yes. <laughs> he had a friend that was a heroin addict. It's not funny, but he got over his heroin addiction, thank God. But he didn't know that that syringes were illegal and they can't get them in Florida. So he basically flew down with his stuff, and he's like, I was like, yeah, I'm sure you can get them. I have no idea. And he goes to the store, and they're like, yeah, you're not getting a syringe. No. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diabetic. They're like, no, you're not. No. <laughs> nope, most of them can tell. That's <laughs> yeah. Ryan. I love Ryan. Ryan, let's see. Ryan's cool. Dude. I'm going to flip you on like this. And just remember, you're going to have to keep your arms straight, okay? No problem. Yeah, we got a good vein there. Yeah, you got one. All right, nice. We're going in. We're going in. Was that Ryan Justin like joke? It's like my my dad, something about his dad is like every time my dad would grab that belt, I knew there was no way I could stop him from shooting heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's a fucking maniac. Man. His comedy's hilarious in the worst ways. <laughs> His last special was the fire in the children's hospital. What would you call it? Something like that. He's, yeah, he's awful. I mean, in a good way, but in a bad way. I don't know. <laughs> he's hilarious. All right, All right, here we go. We're going in, into the vein. Tilt you. Just she said like there's that. no Percocet after this. Nope, there is none. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Ah, it's nothing. He did his in the hand, though. Feels okay? Feels okay. All right. Now I wish I'd done the hand so I could move my arm. 
All right, we're just waiting for the pharmacy next door to uh, I'm gonna go run over there to now. mix up our concoctions. Let's see if they got it. We're done. All right. Here we go. Here comes the sun. Da -da -ba -ba. It's all right. Da -da 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 All right, now we get dim. Oh, we gotta wait till we get the bags before we dim the lights. Yeah. All right, fair enough. But bright lights don't go good with hangovers. Yeah, I got my sunglasses on, though, so it's all right. I could do it for you beforehand. <laughs> I can see. Last night we saw so much good jazz music. Remember all that? No, there was literally zero. Jazz. <laughs> literally zero. I know. <laughs> well, we heard a good Whitney Houston cover. Actually, Dolly Parton cover. On the, on the side of the road, that was cool. It was like a full band hanging out in like an alley, just hanging out, just doing like. I and I, I will always. Wish I had that twenty bucks back. Actually. You took the twenty. Because this one's on wheels, but he's using the table with his arms. So. Yeah, dude. Oh, I, I stole your table. No sweat. No sweat. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. All right, cool. All right, there it is. There it is. I need that extra hour of sleep I need. Ah, no. What are we doing awake? What time is it? Man, it's not. Oh, it's 3.57. That's 4.57 my time where I'm from. So, fucking, this is norm my normal 5 o'clock, and I'm just getting my IV drip. Welcome to the world, <laughs> my son. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is kind of cool. No, you can't. Actually, it's a good place to visit. I should man. say this. So far, this is not cool at all. I've got no vitamins. I've been stuck with the needle. I've been yeah. promised no Percocet. I got a good glass of water. Oh, I do have a glass Am of water. Am I missing a vape? Dude, let me hit your vape. Do I have a vape? I got a vape. You got a vape? I got a vape. I don't have a vape, dude. I got a vape. Let me hit that. Hit that joint, son. Are you recording us? Fuck you, man. Yeah, dude. This is podcast material. We're getting fucking drugs. And by drugs, I mean vitamins. Which I think is, um... Dude, that jewel be hitting, son. Dude, that's a brand new jewel. Got the tag on it. <laughs> Dude, jewels are the shit, man. I love vaping. And I think that people that hate, hate on vaping are fucking ridiculous. That's, a, that's what sucks, man, is I love it all. I like to dip, vape, smoke cigars. Cigars are my favorite by far. But you don't like cigarettes. Nah, well, I mean, I can appreciate a good Dude, smoke. I got, you know, I got a bag of Amsterdam shag at the house of, like, straight up, like, rolling tobacco, and I roll my own with filters, and it's fucking, if I have a cigarette, that's what I have. It's fucking delicious. Really? Oh, hell yeah. Roll your own? Yeah, but, I mean, because you have to roll your own, I smoke, like, one or two, like, a month. Like, I don't fuck with them that much. You know they make pre-rolls, bro? You just buy them at a gas station called Newports in a box. <laughs> Pre-rolls? <laughs> yeah, you can buy Newports for another few weeks, maybe. I don't know. I, is that bill going to go through, you think? I hope so, because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, you do realize, though, that... I know, because it, it is stupid that Joe Rogan's like... I'm not Joe Rogan, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's like, I'm looking out for the African-American community. It's like, yeah, tell that to the person smoking Newports. <laughs> looking out for me, motherfucker. Outlaw my cigarettes. Oh, my God, dude. But... And they just choked that dude to death in New York. Uh, not the dude that they're talking about, the, uh, the I Can't Breathe dude, the original I Can't Breathe guy. The guy that it was a few years ago, right? Like five selling, or six years ago. He was selling loose Newports on the sidewalk and the cops choked him to death for Yeah, I remember that. 
But the thing is, is uh, is that it's not just this is not a Joe Biden initiative. It's it's a lot of African American groups that are actually support this bill that are pushing him to do it. I mean, sure, man. Well, what are you going to accomplish by banning? No, I think I think what you do is you ignore that group and you go, nah. Well, it's not just Newport's, right? So cool. It's all menthols, but. I, again, this bill looked like it's going to happen, but there was a good point on Twitter that uh, Tom, uh, oh, I fucking forget his name, but Tom Engel, I think, he, he, he does war on drugs shit. Hold on. Here we go. This is us. These are our bags. It looks like urine. I'm pretty sure they just peed in that. That's the joke, man. <laughs> joke, the like, joke's we're mixing you, it. Brother. Back there. Back <laughs> there. Back there working up a pee. <laughs> All right, ready? Yes, ma'am. How 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 do you know um, people that do this? How how quick the the feeling better is? It's all in your mind, man. I feel better right now. I don't know. I guess to each its own, honestly. I bet you because I'm very. I would say with it being you know, like, an IV, you should feel something immediately. Yeah. I'm a hypochondriac, so I bet you that'll feel for me placebo style. I'll feel better before I even feel better. <laughs> I will say when you're doing dealing with drunks and hungovers, you should probably get paid up front. <laughs> I was wondering that. No, I'm definitely gonna pay. Okay. I'm gonna pay, but I'm just saying. I'm gonna. You got Venmo? You want Venmo? Should probably get that. <laughs> should probably get that up front. But we can go ahead and do that now, though. All right. It's yeah. 150 well, each. I didn't think to make you nervous about it. No, but thank you. I appreciate. I usually try to get y'all comfortable first, though. I think you should secure the cash up front. Yeah. I like your thought process. <laughs> I will keep that in mind from here on out. Because if you wait till we're done, like you can't repo the vitamins. They're in my veins. That's true. true. You didn't even ask for my ID. I didn't. I'm out. Wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Luckily, I don't got my running shoes on. Nah, I feel good. good? All right, I'm going to open it up then. Yeah, open me up. I thought I was already feeling better. See, that's how how (laughs) placebo. All right, I'll be back, okay? What's even going through me yet? Oh yeah, we gotta get we gotta get her to take a picture of us. Oh. <laughs> I taste vitamins. Yeah, you will. That's fucking wild, man. That's weird. Oh look at him. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I I get fat when I'm drunk, man. I know. You get fat when you're drunk. <laughs> nah, dude, man. I, like my face swells up and shit. Like, uh, and I'll look like a fat piece of shit for like three days, and then I'll I'll like chill out, won't drink. No, nah, dude. When I quit drinking, you know the the best I ever looked was when I quit drinking for about it was six weeks, two thousand and eighteen, and I did jujitsu the whole six weeks, dude. Fucking three three or four days a week jujitsu and not drinking. I was ripped. And fucking exercise. With yeah, dude. <laughs> ripped. I'm talking about like. Now you look great, man. When you came and you came and saw me, uh, I think it was before you got married, man. You came and saw me and and Leslie. Oh yeah, that that was that was yeah. And you had the Backstreet Boy haircut. You actually the Backstreet Boy haircut. (laughs) I did. I had gel in my hair. But you look good. I ain't hating. Like you look good. You look better now because it's your authentic self. Yeah, it's true. Well, well, I was trying to find myself after a marriage. You know, after my first marriage. I'm about to go through that. Yeah. But 
but uh, but that's that's that I found my myself, and then I you know found myself with Meg. Like I was like, this is who I'm supposed to be with, and yeah. it just everything kind of came into it, you know where I am now. Now I'm doing the podcast podcast that I had the idea of when I was with Kathy, but it wasn't a podcast I could do with her because she for one hated drugs and all that. Yeah, and so it's like I but now I'm doing everything I wanted to do. No, I love it, man. I remember uh, when you were Kathy. Kathy's a, a saint. And yeah, I, I love Kathy. Yeah, she's way. a great person. No talking shit. Um, but you with her, I remember like you would have to hide our activities. You know, like do weekend activities. Would, I would. The uh, funniest thing that ever happened. It's, it's, it's funny now. Is um, <laughs> when I got got back from Bonnaroo. I got some acid in Bonnaroo, but I got ripped off. I didn't know. I was just some random dude was like, "You got acid?" Yeah, I got acid. And I was like, "Yeah, I want it." So I bought a ten strip of paper that was just was paper, just <laughs> <laughs> like fifty bucks. But uh, you know, dick, yeah. But I, it was I was walking around the the like, there's like all these areas with um like tents and with the RVs. So I walked around the RV with my guitar, just playing and walking around. And I just found this group of people. They were like, oh, I'll play some songs for us. I was like, all right, cool. So I sat there and playing for them and they were giving me beers and we're drinking. And then some random dude walks by, you want acid? And it was funny because it kind of sucked the air out of the room for that group. Yeah. They're like, what? I was like, and I immediately was like, yeah, me. <laughs> I, saw, I stopped playing. I was like, yeah, I want it. And I gave 50 bucks, got the acid, put it in my fanny pack, went right back to playing and they just kind of didn't say anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought this is Bonnaroo. Like, are we cool? Like, yeah. it's, no, not everybody's cool, it's crazy that they're not cool like what the fuck but um so so oh yeah so when i got back with the acid i was like ian let's eat that acid on a certain day whatever day it was so we planned on it but i had to hide it from kathy i was like i'm not gonna tell her i'm doing it oh no but we're texting about it and then i ate i ate the acid and i ended up in, in like an hour later feeling nothing ate more nothing ate more nothing i'm i kept drinking kept drinking i was like i think i'm like you're feeling it <laughs> no i was just hammered drunk and then I was texting, Ian was like, Ian was texting me like, hey, is that acid kicked in? And I was like, nah, man, we got ripped off, man. But I just bought this huge San Pedro's cactus. I was like, but it's all good, man. Let's eat cactus tomorrow. And I did the cactus emoji, like, let's eat cactus. And Kathy, like, I, I, she came home and I was like super fucked up and like passed out. And she just, she just, so was the person who wouldn't go through my phone, but she just did to see like, what the fuck's he on? And all she saw was let's eat cactus. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I was like, we're going to eat the cactus. <laughs> That's fucking, fucking hilarious. Uh. <laughs> all right. It's all good. Be back to check on y'all in a bit, okay? All right. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Should have brought some booze with us. Dude, I'm smarter than you. I took a shot and a beer before I got here. I know. I, dude, I couldn't. Now I'm like. I'm not even feeling better yet. I feel nothing. Yeah, I mean, I feel a little chill, but I know, the, I know the scam, bro. This, this the scam. Are we just in a scam? Yeah, this is. Well, no, it's, it's, they're giving us vitamins. You're gonna feel exactly how you feel after you smash a Gatorade. <laughs> we should have taken the two dollar Gatorade. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hundred and fifty dollar Gatorade. Yeah, but it's a cool experience, I guess. It's a cool photograph. That's what it is. I, like, I'm, I'm kind of ready to go. Since things on wheels, can I go? <laughs> can I hit Bourbon Street with this motherfucker in me? Oh, we should get our Uber driver back. That Uber driver, that's the coolest, cool-ass Uber driver. She was the best. And she had an X5. I don't know what that is. Was that BMW? BMW X5 with the walnut wood grain. So. Yeah, it was awesome. True Nola. What was her name? 
Because if she's listening to this, she, she said she's going to listen to the podcast. If she's listening, I want to give her a shout out. No, Best back. Uber driver we ever had. That's a fact. See, did I tip her? I, I did tip her. I mean, did I tip her enough? Her name was Rion. Rion. Rion in New Orleans with the X5. Hey, baby. She <laughs> was the best. She was. Still looking for Rihanna, though. Keep your eyes peeled, son. Yeah. I think I'm starting to feel a little better. You feel better? I, I think. <laughs> my headache's still, still in my head. I don't get headaches no more, man. Dude, I usually don't. Honestly, I, I never get headaches, but every once in a while I will, and I've had one today. I have started to get heartburn, which sucks. I've had heartburn since I was 20. I've never had it in my life until, like, this year. No, I think it runs in our family. My uncle told me. My great uncle, who actually just passed away last year, Uncle Dick, who was the Supreme Court tax justice, like... Bad motherfucker. I remember you talking about him. Yeah, he, he was, man, but he uh, and he lived for way too long. I, I say that with all love. Like, he like he had all the best health care you could imagine. So they had, like, $25,000 a month keeping him alive. And he was... But actually, though, he was still holding coherent conversations till the very end. I saw him when... Uh, last time I saw him was about a year ago, and I, and he and he was... He could, you know, he, he could hardly talk, but but you you'd get close enough to hear him, and he would very coherent, fluid conversation. He was trying to learn Latin till the very end. No shit, man. Good for him, dude. That's life, I think. It is. You learn till the very end, bro. They, exactly. They dirt on you. But uh, but one thing he told me is like our family, we have bad heartburn. He's like alcohol doesn't do you well. He's like I, I try not to drink it at all. You should not drink. And I was like, yeah, well, there's Prilosec now, so um, I'll just drink and yeah. do Prilosec. They knocked that out. Huh? <laughs> they, Sorry, they figured man. that out. <laughs> <laughs> they got a thing for the thing, man. <laughs> the thing be thanging too, son. <laughs> For real though, without Prilosec, I remember before I found that, I was like, every day was a nightmare. I was like, I gotta wake up just. Prilosec causes like some kind of cancer, man. There's like a one of those fucking commercials, like, have you or your loved one been? No, nah, that's not Prilosec. Devastated by Prilosec. It's not Prilosec, bro. I think it it's is. uh, it's the other one. The uh, there's another Harvard Medicine. Oh fuck. Um, which is the other one? It's uh. uh but I gotta ask you: Have you or your loved one been injured by Prilosec? I've been helped. Drastically, and then you know, if it causes cancer at some point, I'll just shoot myself in the head and, and not deal with the problems of cancer because I'm out. Well, and, that's, uh, so and if you're gonna shoot yourself in the head, what kind of caliber are you talking? What, which 12 gauge, dude, buckshot. Ugh. Ugh. It's gross for the person. God, I'm gonna go, damn. but I'm gonna go way out in the woods. Nobody'll find me. I'm not gonna make anybody have to find me like that. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, it. actually, what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my shotgun out in the kayak and go way out in the old ocean. Dude, I tell you what, that would probably be the dopest shit. And I'm going to take a lot of drugs with me, too. They'd be way out there on the kayak in the ocean, high man, as fuck, drunk man. as shit, and then have my shotgun, like, all right, time to go. Or maybe even just a, a cinder block. Nah, man, drowning's scary. But speaking of, like, cleaning up and shit, so my, my buddy, <laughs> it, I call him my buddy. He's, he's like a little brother. He's my brother's buddy. His name's Forrest. He's a fucking cool ass dude. He owns his own business, drives a dump, dump truck and shit. He named his business Forrest Dump. He's fucking Forrest Dump. <laughs> he's his dump truck. It's fucking hilarious. But before he uh, before he got his, his business going, he was a crime scene cleanup guy. Not just crime scene, but like so this kid would go into fucking and talking to him, blow your mind, man. He's like he's been into suicide houses like when where dudes blew the brains and he's like cutting out the drywall. 
with the brains on it, putting them in the fucking bag, putting them in the thing, and like taking them to the corner. That was his job. Did it eight hours a day. Holy shit! It's fucking wild, dude. And the stories that he's uh, like, I'm just looking at this kid, man. We're, he was at my uh, my brother's bachelor party, and he's telling me these stories, and he's just stone faced telling me he's like. Yeah, man, this this one girl, she was uh, in the bathtub. She slit her wrist, and she stayed there for nine days, and I had to clean her up. And he's like, just the way he was matter-of-factly talking about it. Dude, that's fucking so bizarre, bizarre, dude. It was. Wow. It was fucking wild as fuck. No, I, and I, I, I don't joke about shooting myself, because at some point in my life... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it, because I'm there, too. Yeah, like, some point in my life, I'm, well, I'm going to have to figure out how to do it. going out on my terms. Man. And I don't know, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not the guy that holds on to the bitter end, I'm like, not going all, time all right, time. look, you got diabetes, we're going to remove your legs, but you'll be okay. Nah, nah I'm done. Nah. That's not the end of Aaron. Nah. He doesn't end with leg, the legless thing. Nah, nah I'm, cool with be, I'm cool with checking out. I think skydiving. Actually, that would be a badass. I think that's, dude, the more I skydive, the, the more I love it. Oh, and that's a good reason to get your license too, because if you if you have your own license, then you make your own Don't decisions. Your turns, man. It's the 80, 38 bucks to go up. <laughs> he didn't pull his chute. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you could probably have a life insurance policy with that. Maybe. Oh. Because uh, if, uh, they, I think if you make it an accidental though. Well, yeah, you gotta go out. You have to go accident accidentally, and uh, and I think if you if your chute didn't open, I mean, we don't know what happened. You're probably gonna pay out. You don't. You can't leave a note. It's the only thing that sucks. Actually, you could. Nah, you, you leave the note that just says, "Don't report." Don't don't talk to these talk people. Yeah, about this note. <laughs> There's gonna be a guy. I don't want to talk to him. But it's, but I really do think I like if I were to ever check out, and it was weird. Me and Meg had this conversation the other day because I, I was like very serious to her. It was just like, if anything ever happens to me, I was like, I want you to be okay. And I was talking about all this stuff. She's like, Are you? I was like, No, this is not the suicide talk. I'm just. If something randomly were to happen, I'm worried that you wouldn't yeah, be okay. Dude. Our homeboy, Josh Wilson, man. One of the coolest cats ever. Yeah. Dying to sleep, I guess, because, I mean, I don't know what happened, but he's like, I guess they said it was a tooth infection that led to cardiac arrest or something. Yeah. He was one of the nicest guys you ever meet in your life. He was awesome. Fucking cool dude. But yeah, that shit happens, man. Yeah, you can just, just be you dead. Just, you just fucking not even have any kind You can of have, what is on. that shit where you got like an air bubble in your brain or a... Aneurysm. You can have aneurysm. My Boom. grandfather died of that. Yeah, you could just, all of a sudden you're not alive. I think he was sitting at the dinner table, bro, just fucking eating a piece of steak. It's crazy. Rest in peace, Grandpa. Damn. Went ahead of uh, MRI, man, because I was kind of, I was getting headaches and shit. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, that is in my family, so I was terrified. I was like, fuck, I don't want to be that. So I went and got like a MRI. Everything's cool, but then they send me a bill for like a thousand bucks. Your insurance didn't pay for that? No, my insurance paid seven thousand dollars of it. Holy <laughs> shit! And, and then my, they're like, "Well, that's cool, but here's uh, you owe us a grand." Hey, you can't just nah, motherfuckers. You, hey, it's expensive I not know. to die in America. No, dude, I got an MRI, man. I'm, or is it cat? Whatever they scan my leg. Yeah. Because I was like, because I have this, I'm numb here. But all it is, I found out, it's a nerve nerve that cuts off the feeling. And and the doctor actually ended up telling me, the different doctor, he's like, yeah. He's like, there's people that are so numb they can stab themselves as a party joke. And they don't feel it. They're like, hey, doom, done. Mr. Deeds. Yeah, Mr. Deeds. (laughs) (laughs) 
But he's like, uh, but basically it's nothing. But but it started feeling some pain, so I was like, I'm just gonna ask the ask the doctor. This is also when I was on Adderall. Adderall made me weird and freak out about everything. Yeah. So I go to the doctor and he's like, Well, let's do a quick X-ray. I was like, All right. So I do the X-ray and he's like, Everything looks good. And then he and then he calls me later. He's like, Oh, the X-ray tech saw something maybe questionable. We need an MRI. Well, this is where they scam you because they bought an MRI machine. Oh yeah. So they need to pay for it. So any chance they can use it, they're gonna use it. So I paid eight hundred dollars out of pocket. My insurance paid thousands, eight hundred bucks to get an MRI, and then I'm freaking out. And even the doctor even fucking told me he's like, "It's all if it ends up being cancer, there's the best treatments in Duke." And blah blah blah. And I was like, "Bro, I was freaked out." And then I went and got the MRI, and they're like, "You're good." <laughs> I was like, "You motherfuckers! You just wanted my fucking five thousand dollars to pay for your MRI machine." The insurance is a big scam. There is, man. So when you see your bill and it's like, "Oh, my insurance paid this," and they didn't pay it. So that's a a discount for them being in the the pool, right? So like, let's just say you got blue Blue Cross Blue Shield, whatever. Yeah. The doctor, they Blue Cross Blue Shield is like the mafia, man. So they're like, yo, if a motherfucker comes in there, they got Blue Cross Blue Shield, you can bill them a thousand, and that's it, or we'll drop you. You you won't be in our coverage. Oh anymore. shit. Right. So like, they muscle them to show what they would be charging you. And then it's, it's a discount. So it looks like Blue Cross paid, but it didn't. They just muscled them to discount that. And then I paid and most then of you it. you paid most of it. No oh, shit. It's a, it's a, dude, insurance is the biggest racket on Damn. the planet, dude. That's fucked up. It is, man. Unless you're in insurance. I think the <laughs> pharmacist's urine is almost completely in us. Yeah, that dude is like, hey, man, oh, tell him we mix it up. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> Order. It's like those restaurants. He goes like everything's made to order. <laughs> nah, that dude peed in a bag. He peed in a bag. He's like, I take vitamins. <laughs> urine therapy, son. <laughs> like, I'm selling therapy. bags of my urine for 150 bucks a pop, man. This is a fucking. Killing it. What's that, dude? Do you, do you, uh, you read that story? There's a guy. Um, he was a. He worked at a sperm donor. I guess where you would like. If you're a woman, you, you go in there and get sperm. Yeah. Go in there and get sperm. Yeah, I, got, I don't know how it works, man. Yeah, like, you don't know sperm. But, you know, women want to get pregnant and don't have dudes. <laughs> so, so, so he, you go to the doctor. But this son of a bitch, man, so, like, he'd have, like, a catalog of dudes that, like, do you want this guy's sperm? He was a, a doctor. He's got brown hair, whatever. So you flip through the catalog and you pick your dude, I guess. But this dude was just jerking off in the fucking cup with every woman that would come in there. He fathered like 150. Like, he's the Genghis Khan of like South fucking Dakota. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up just fucking. Just. Dude, that's, that's genius though. I'm, well, he's in prison. Well, he should be. <laughs> well done. Yeah, thanks for that. We're good. All right. Uh, this was fun. So, do you feel different? Yeah, I, feel I actually do. I feel okay. amazing. I feel. I actually feel better, honestly. Feel hydrated. Is, is this okay? Yep, it's okay. Right. It's just because it's dash. Uh, Throw me another one on there. Let's uh, <laughs> make Yeah, we're going to see. We're we'll popping. They're probably closed. It's actually, is it five? No. Nah, it's they, four. So they might be open they until five. They might close at five. We'll go find out. All right, I'll get y'all one out of you. Oh, thanks. If ketamine's under $500, we're doing that tomorrow. 
the place I went to in Fort Myers, you have to do all six sessions first, and they want four thousand dollars up front. I was like, it's like I actually I contemplated doing it. And I was like, four thousand dollars. I wouldn't need ketamine therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true story. <laughs> oh, that's funny, but. But no, I contemplated doing it, and then I was like, yeah. I, "But the truth is, like, I'm not really depressed. I don't like. I, I'd be, I'll be more depressed when I spend the four thousand dollars." I'm sorry. Uh, I find that's back not. I feel hydrated. It might be the water I drank, but that it was also traumatizing. <laughs> that was traumatizing. The hair. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's one thing you get free when you leave it a little waxing. Just in one spot, though. Who? Shit. Hurt? Did you not just see what happened to me? She took so a strong. she took a needle out of your head. <laughs> Injury. I need my Percocet. <laughs> when do y'all go back? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You can take that off in just a few minutes. All right. It's just to stop the bleeding. Just to stop the bleeding. Mm. Yeah, actually, I feel, I feel good. I feel a lot better. Good. Time to go drink some more? Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably have a, a glass of water. Of agua? Agua puto. I definitely, actually, I would like another glass of water before I leave here. Sure. Oh, yeah, that would, that would be tight. Get my money's worth. Get that last Maybe little drop last in. Little That's going straight into my bloodstream. That's crazy. Isn't it? It is crazy, actually. Works instantly. Dude, you're bleeding too. Yeah. I got good blood, bro. Definitely had easy sights. I do wish I did the, uh, the hand because as soon as what you said was true is that I couldn't uh -huh. bend my arm. I was like, oh, this sucks. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah, ready. get a little waxing. Yeah, that feels good. We need a barber. Who said that? We need a barber. That's what you said? Yeah. You get that undercut. Dude, I'm not going to get undercut. <laughs> you go to barber school. Hey, let's find a cigar bar or a cigar hair cutter place. They have those where you can get beer and cigars and they cut your hair. Right. Oh, that would be super dope. Dude, let's do that. You can sit for just a minute. I'll go get you some more water and then you're all good to go, okay? Sounds oh, tight. Thank you. thank you. You're welcome. Ferrari Barbershop. Wow. It's showing up in kilometers, man. Well, I'm not... Kilometers? I'm not a communist. <laughs> a communist? I want miles per hour, bitch. <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> kilometers per year. Yeah, what is this? What is this shit? Damn, bro! All barber shops are closed. We're gonna have to look like scrubs for a little bit. Wait, they're all closed? Yeah. What does that mean? That's not true. You can't tell me there's no barber shop in New Orleans. This one, Ferrari Barber Shop, is open. Closes at seven. They got a pool table. Looks like they got a bar. This dude will tattoo your head. I guess. What is that? Oh, dude! I'll get an undercut. And I'll get something like the New Orleans Saints sign. Shaved on the side of my head. If you did that, I'll pay for it. Dude, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. that would be, come on, man. You can't just tease me like that. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Take your time. Yes, ma'am. Y'all be safe traveling back home, too. We sure will. We will. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, are we good to go? You are. Oh, I'm ready. I'm good.
I actually feel a whole lot better, honestly. All right. This is Peace on Drugs. We're out for now. Peace. All right. So we left the IV clinic, got in an Uber, and we went to a place. I just looked up uh, Bloody Mary, Best Bloody Marys in New Orleans, and number three was Katie's. It was close. So we hopped in the Uber, and we went there. It was a cool... Like it looked like a big house sitting on the corner in a neighborhood, and we sat like they had tables on the sidewalk, and and it's a little loud there. So if any of the noise bothers you, you know, skip forward, whatever you got want to do. But there's a reason I included all these little bits because there's some funny stuff here. We're just sitting there kicking it, having some Bloody Marys on a sidewalk in a neighborhood in New Orleans. So this is us at Katie's. <laughs> We're sitting here at Katie's drinking, um, this is the delicious fucking Bloody Mary. It's a mediocre Bloody Mary. I looked up best uh, best Bloody Marys in New Orleans, and this was like number three on the list. I'll tell you what, the Bloody Mary market is prime for busting up. We could open a Bloody Mary bar. Well, this was number three on one website I looked at, but it was easiest <laughs> to spell, so I put it in the, in the search thing. My man. Hell yeah. Thank you. Can we get two of these though? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have one too. Yeah. Thank you. No, no. So, that was our server bringing us one shot from me when we both ordered shots. <laughs> hey man, can we get two Jamesons and uh, two Pickleback? 30 minutes later, one of them is Literally 30 minutes later. Here's, here's your one shot. animals right here. This is us. Dude, that is us. Hold on. I don't know what it looks like. But no, I think it's funny that, um, that our server like acts like he's selling us drugs. He walks up like, "Yo, I, I, oh, I, I'll get that." Actually, what you guys need, man? We'll just have two drinks, actually. I don't want to. I think we got that. A couple waters. I was about to say. If it behooves you. Oh, here comes our. Um, the beignet and the crab cakes. Yeah, the oh, beignet and crab cakes. Awesome. Thank you. Dude, this looks so good. What is this? Catfish, they say Catfish manure? Oh, no, no. That's a crawfish beignet. Beignet. All right. Big net. Big net. This is a really cool little place. We're sitting here. It's like an old little house on the corner. It's in a neighborhood. It's in a neighborhood. There's these houses around us, and we're sitting outside on the sidewalk. This is really cool. Oh, this thing looks amazing. Catfish beignet. Okay, but oh, crawfish beignet. Crawfish beignet. Mmm. No, it really is. They do the crab cake right. Yeah. That crab cake bangs. Crab cake bangs. And that's why this probably bangs too. I just don't know what the hell it is. Pull up a picture of your first and be like. Like a flop. Oh, the, all the crawfish is all tucked inside that. Get some of that crawfish out of there. That's why. That's why you know, I've just been eating that outer. I haven't even really got into this thing yet. <laughs> Gotta get into it, bro. This might be amazing. Oh yeah, that is. That's fucking good. Crawfish bagnette. Yeah. Oh, your shot still hasn't come back. It took 30 minutes to get the first one. And he comes like, he's like, here you go. Like, I scored it. <laughs> scored it <laughs> I scored your Jameson and your pickleback. And I was like, well, what about his? Oh, he's like, oh, shit. I got to go back and talk to the dude. Really? That guy. <laughs>
Hey, it was hard enough to get this one, man. Well, you gotta get in here, man. Dude, I'm in there. Crawfish is a New Orleans thing. We're doing we're doing New Orleans right. You're in a neighborhood, sitting on the sidewalk eating crawfish. Man, what Chick the fuck? Seen better days, bro. No, that's pretty, pretty soon in Newport City, man, Charlie. Tell her. Tell her. What? Tell her. Oh, that car. Yeah, <laughs> she rolled up. She's like smoking a fucking marble red or something. <laughs> Looking like life is treated for rough. Well, what's been rough for people, Got Brandon? Got a car held together with fucking ratchet straps. Play that Louis C.K. bit about what's, what's holding up your suicide. <laughs> oh my god. That bit with uh, Chappelle did about the dude who works at Foot Locker. Oh yeah. Oh my god. He's talking about, uh, what's his name? Everybody loves him. He's the food travel guy. Oh, oh yeah, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony we Bourdain. live in a world, Anthony Bourdain kills himself. Let so me say that again. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain had the best job in the world. Everything was open to him. He had money. He had women. He had oh, travel. Okay, they are. Had good food. And he killed himself. <laughs> Meanwhile, my buddy working at Foot Locker. <laughs> He's like, dressed like a referee the whole night. <laughs> no, because she said, I don't feel like you're going to get to What's well, holding up your suicide? <laughs> Louis is like you see the guy with the trash bag as a window in his car. Oh fuck! He goes, "What's holding up your suicide?" Wait, both trash ba both windows are trash bags. <laughs> oh shit! I saw Louis C.K. live in Raleigh. Uh, Dude, you saw the bit that it was his latest special. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that special. He's my he's my favorite. He's the only he's the best. He's the only white guy that can drop the N word and be like, nah, I'm canceled. Dude, how? It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, he got canceled because he asked to masturbate, and the woman said yes. The mannerisms. Here's the thing. I don't get none of that. Yeah, right here. Oh, that's how you say. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is amazing. This is mediocre off the game. No, this is good. Still waiting on that Jameson pickleback. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, for real, though. Yeah, like, just do that again. Here he comes. He got it. He's bringing it. Oh yeah. It looks like it's such a hard thing for him to like create. Here we go. Hopefully he had to be able to do the food first. But he's coming. Yeah, yeah I'm not hating. I'm not hating on this. This is no, it's what it is. No, no hate. Yeah, it's just the experience. My Thank man. you so much. Thanks. Appreciate you, bro. Anything else I need? We were oh, good right now. Man. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't think he likes what he does for a living, but that's fine. I wouldn't like that either. Having to wait on me. I had that realization. Uh, we were at Rick's Cabaret last night. Oh, yeah. Having a beer. We I never went there. No, we went there. We went there. Because you had to take a shit. <laughs> That's true. They got nice bathrooms. They do. Always do. But as I'm, as I'm there fucking draining my piss, man, I'm like, you know, life, life's been wild. Life's rough. Life's great sometimes. Life sucks sometimes. But there's a dude in the bathroom that squirts. 
have soap in my hand. I know it's easier to for a living. And I was like, no matter what's happened to me, I am not there squirting soap in the dude's fucking hand. When they're done shit. Oh my god. Again, if and like, let me be clear, I'm not fucking hating on the man. Like, however you gotta get your bread, you gotta get your bread, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, holy shit, there's a lot worse things. Definitely, man. But that goes that goes to this idea of um, why we uh, like like we're trying to create jobs that don't exist because we're such the like, we, we get so out of the like labor world the world of you know busting your ass. Automation takes over, and then all of a sudden we have to have jobs that don't make sense for people to make money. You squirting soap in my hand is a nonsense job. Yeah, I can. If you're if you're not here, I'd actually prefer you not to be. Here. Yeah, this is weird. This is not. And cool. I have to go into my wallet and pull out a dirty dollar bill yeah. to give you. Because if I don't give you a dollar, I feel like a fucking asshole. Yeah, and that's that's the hustle. It is. I and I do. I give you, and I give you one dollar. That's all you get. Monetize decency. It's that. That's how you do it. A decent human being, man. You just squirted fucking soap in my hand. The decent thing to do is yeah. to give you a dollar. <laughs> this job was lost automation from the beginning. <laughs> And now you're like, <laughs> I need you to shave a bar of soap into my hand for this dollar. The, the pump, you're yeah, obsolete. It's a dry that I need you to blow on my hands. <laughs> now that's something I'd pay for. That's so cute. Just blowing on my hands. Oh my god, if I weren't fucking breaking out, it would be perfect. Right there. Now that, I, every time I go in the bathroom, as soon as I see the guy, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to cost me a dollar. With the exception of being in Lauderdale with Will and Scott, where it's like that, that bathroom attendant's in there to make sure nobody comes in there while we're doing blow. And this, what is, that's what, that literally is his job. And you can go buy it in there, too. There's a guy that'll sell it. And he's like, oh, follow me. And then the guy's like, when you walk in with the dude, the attendant knows like nobody else comes in right now. Like that's that's literally I think that's why they exist to begin with anyway. Is that actually like the blow broke the blow police? When we were we were in um when we were in Denver. We Dude's Week in Denver, you missed that one, but we we go to this bar and everybody's doing blow. And I go to the bathroom and when I and when I when I go when I'm in the bathroom, like I'll, I'll just say two dudes, I don't use names, they go two of our dudes. Go into the stall beside me to do blow. The usual stuff. I, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go into the stall to do blow, and I walk out, and and there was a, a guy leaving that was a security guy, and, and so it's like he just saw that, but I was like he might, he might not care. And then I heard him right immediately get on the thing. We got two guys in the bathroom doing blow, <laughs> and I was like shit. So I ran back in. I was like guys, out of the bathroom now. We're out of here. We have to leave now. Gotta and go. literally, like they, they got him out of there. I was like they're about to bust you for this, which is stupid. Who gives a fuck? You're doing blow. You're a goddamn Man. adult. It is stupid, but it's also stupid to be so conspicuous that a motherfucker on a walkie-talkie knows what you're doing. It is, but it's... Go do your blow, bro. It is, but why do they care? What, like, what, 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 well, they care because it's the law. But it's not, you're not the law enforcement. Oh, man, I'm so full right now. I'm pretty full. I don't do fried food, and I just said a shitload of fried food. This is some French fries. The thing, the reason I don't do fried food though is because of the fucking oils in it, man. They're fried in the garbage. Trans. They're not real though. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. All right, you ready to do this? Not yet. I am. Actually, that's a lie because I know it's I feel like we're in the middle. We're at Katie's. This is a popular joint. 
Am I gonna have to whip this motherfucker's ass? I don't know. Follow the dude with the Star Wars T-shirt and Bud Light. He's acting like a bitch. Oh, never mind. We good here. He just gave her the biggest hug. <laughs> it looked like he was selling that kid fucking weed, and that kid didn't want it. He's a cop here with his lights on. I'm pretty sure nobody's selling Portland, bro. Cops in on it. <laughs> the cops making sure the drug dealer goes down. Yeah, sure it fucks with the drug dealer, dude. That's how it works out here. That's the wild, wild what is, is that the cop or what is that? Is that a dude with a weird uniform on? Oh my god. What's holding up that guy's suicide? I think that's just a dude with a very strange uniform. Is it? Or is that a cop? Definitely not a cop. There's no block. Might what, be a what, fireman. When, when I, I think he's a fireman. Yeah, it's a fireman. EMT? Something. You're telling me that uh, that guy stands between me and death? Something crazy happened to me? That guy? He might know CPR and have Narcan, man. Fair enough. And I tell you what. When, um... It is. It will be. So you're telling me about this book. Tell me about this motherfucking Victor Frankel, man. All right. Man's Search for Meaning. All right, Man's Search for Meaning. Basically what he's saying um, in the book, well, what I got from the book was if you have hope for something in the future, you can survive anything. <laughs> and he wrote the book. He was in Nazi Germany, uh, concentration camp. That is so cute. What, what I was saying, what I was getting to is like, so the currency of the prison was cigarettes, bread, rations, or, you know, like, fuck, you can imagine, it's fucking hell in there, right? But cigarettes was the, the main source of currency between the inmates. And what he would notice is, like, once a motherfucker would give up hope, he'd smoke his cigarettes. Nobody smoked their own cigarettes. Like, you had, it's like your savings account. So you have, like, three or four smokes in your shirt or whatever, and you would never smoke them because you would use them to trade. What he, he had noticed and documented was like once a man gave up hope, he'd smoke all the cigarettes and he'd, he'd be dead within like two or three days. It's like he gave up hope. That's smoke the stoves. Right? Smoke the stoves. Yeah, on your way out. Yeah. Wow, dude. The book is good. Fucking four dollars. I just bought it on eBay for four dollars and nine cents, including shipping. That's an amazing read. Four dollars and nine cents came out of my account, and that book is coming to my house. It's amazing. That's the world we live in. It's fucking wild too, man. I was thinking about this the other day. So uh, I ordered a pizza, and uh, I think it was like twenty-six bucks to have it delivered. Somebody was like, "Man, God, you got damn twenty-six bucks? That's expensive." I was like, "Expensive." Motherfucker, a cow had to die. A motherfucker had to fucking make the dough. And milk the, the milk fucking cheese. Somebody had to grow a tomato and, and squish them into sauce and put it on the fucking dough, put it in the oven in a house that he pays rent in or a fucking building. And then the motherfucker had the cardboard comes from somewhere, bitch. I don't know where it comes from, but it came. You know what I'm saying? You got to put my pizza in that box and you got to get some asshole to drive it to me and put it on my doorstep well, here's for the thing. 26 bucks. So, I guess it depends on what you make out of it. Because it's like, for us, it's like, that's 30 minutes I have to work to pay for that. Yeah. And if you work, if you make $8 an hour, then that's three hours, four hours you have to work to pay for that pizza. Three hours. Yeah. Um, but Maybe you, I'm an asshole. I don't know. But it just depends on how much money you make. If you make two dollars an hour in some countries, you know, then that's a shitload of money. But for our, for and for most people in this country, once you're our age, at least you're making. If you're making twenty five, I make about fifty dollars an hour when I play music. Yeah. That's fucking half an hour's worth of work for that. Everything you just described, that's fucking cheap as fuck. Cheap as fuck. Yeah. If you gotta do anything for me for less than a hundred bucks, like if you have to. 
Like I tip my dude, the dude cuts my hair, charges me fifteen bucks. I give him twenty on top of it, so I pay thirty five bucks for my haircut. Damn, but that's what I pay. Still get cheap, Mike. That's thirty five bucks, and I'm like, dude, you have to touch my head. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you, you need more than fifteen bucks, bro. We're talking about three five dollar bill. So, so I go to a salon because I'm a fucking diva. But no, I do. I go to a salon because I figure I got money, long, I got long hair. So I was like, there. So they charge me. I think it's like thirty dollars for a haircut. Yeah. And then I tip like fifteen bucks, about sure. forty five bucks. Yeah, that's yeah, that's solid. But um, the thing is, it's crazy. Is that Meg goes to the same hairdresser, the same salon, and her hair, her base haircut price. Is sixty dollars because yeah. she's a woman. They tax them, dude. I was like, if you've ever been a sexist industry, <laughs> talk about sexism. I'm gonna be, I'm you're paying how much for your haircut? I have long hair. Yeah, I same go in length. There, same, same length. Same thing. I'm like, I'll have the man's cut. I was like, you should ask for the man's <laughs> Just cut. Ask for the man's. Ask cut. for the man's okay. cut. What, could they, could they say no? I don't know. That's crazy. I, know all I mean, could I say? Can I ask for the kids' I cut? Yeah, I don't know. No, no, because you're not a kid. And, yeah, but, but when the gender is when it gets weird nowadays. Nowadays, if you ask for the man's cut, they'd have to fucking oblige. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I identify as a woman, bro. Well, then you're paying a lot more for your haircut. I agree. But All right, we're getting out of here. We're at Katie's. We're out of here. This was a, a little snippet her. of New Orleans. All right, so we left Katie's. We went to a few more bars, back to the hotel room to change. Then we hopped in an Uber and went to Frenchman, which is a great place in New Orleans to listen to some music. So I turned on my microphone, my Yeti. I've been using my phone for these past recordings, but this time I brought my backpack with my Yeti microphone and my laptop, and I sat it up. We're sitting on a couch at this cool little like lounge um, and listening to this kind of bluesy band play, little three-piece band, and we sat there. And so this is a little snippet from that. Again, it's loud. We're talking. You'll hear the music. But it's just a little snippet of what we were doing in New Orleans on Frenchman. So here it is. Now we're good. Now we're good. Now we got the game down. We're good. But I wrote a song. This guy wrote a song. Well, Frenchman, New Orleans. Sitting on the fucking couch. Sitting on the couch with my big red hat. A big ass red hat. And I'm wearing a tank top. Alright. Hell yeah. You may still hear us talk. Hey. Yeah, I think, I think, well, it's gonna be loud. Now, there's not much fucking with this. We're getting all one track. This, this probably won't be used for anything. It's just, why not? But this motherfucker's got a stand-up face. With PBR stickers all over it. He's jamming, bro. He's fucking jamming. I wish he had a fucking uh, uh, overall, like Eugene overalls with just one of them on. Like, that should be his fucking stick. I agree. Barefoot. He honestly looks like a gangster from like Breaking Bad. And he's like jamming the fuck out of the stand-up bass. That's a phenomenal issue. Just to like visual, yeah. just visually. Like yeah. what, what the fuck is that? If I was tripping, I'd be like, that's the biggest guitar I've ever seen. <laughs> that's a big violin, brother. What are you doing? God damn. These guys are awesome. That dude looks like he coded Facebook right there. 
saying. You gotta have a little showmanship, bro. If you're on stage. Not on Fitzman, you don't. Nah, I mean, talent plays. That's your ultimate. Showmanship. You gotta have a little pride in what you do. They're feeling it, bro. Maybe that's just me, man. I would, I would imagine, like, my mom's saying, don't want to be a rock star. I want to look yeah, like You're thinking about rock and roll. Yeah. Chuck Berry. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, I'm here. Coronavirus does not fuck with people who sit down. This is a known fact, bro. Known you don't fact. have to tell me. Once you, when you're standing, you're prime fucking game for coronavirus. But when you sit down, you put the mask back on to get up and dance. I'm gonna blow my brain out. You know what you hate more is that he can dance way better than you could ever imagine. Oh. He's I know, killing it. I don't hate that. I he's love, crushing I, it. Yeah, he's a fucking G. Dude, he is dancing like a motherfucker. We actually got the best seat, literally. The best seat in the house. Can't believe nobody's sitting on a couch. I feel like we're not supposed to sit. Nobody told us not to. There's no signs. We're sitting in the best seat at one of the coolest bars in Frenchman in New Orleans, watching this amazing band with the stand-up bass. It's a big piece. He's got a gigantic guitar. It's a gigantic violin-looking thing. He's playing the stand-up bass, and this dude's fucking ripping harmonica and guitar and the fucking drummer. That's it. Three-piece. Fucking Frenchman, New Orleans. That little all right, so this next uh, recording is from my phone again in an Uber ride. And this woman that drove us was awesome. And, of course, I asked her if it was cool to record for the podcast. She was cool. And it's a funny conversation. Um, we get we get on some tangents about COVID. I talk about how I think people should be mandatory vaccined. I was half joking. I mean, I am joking. I don't think they should be mandatory. But um, we've also had a lot to drink at this point, and it's evident, but it's funny. And again, this is us in New Orleans, and it's raw. So I hope you enjoy this Uber ride. All right, well, that's all good and fun. But I, well, so I got a podcast called The Peace on Drugs. What's your um, uh, take on the war on drugs? Do you know anything about it? I've watched drug shows. You watch what drug shows? Buku drug shows. What's a bunch of drugs. Like, Buku like, is a lot. Uh, you, um, yeah, so anything that's on Netflix or Hulu, I've watched. Oh, hell yeah. Narcos. Like, like yeah. Hamlet. You watch yeah. Hamlet? All, all the different ones like that. Wait, wait, which Inside one? the World's Toughest Prison. Narcos is dope. Uh, Locked Over Broad. Yep, I've seen all of that. Absolutely. <laughs> have, have you ever... Do you know anybody that's been locked up for weed or cocaine or uh, yeah. DUI or anything like that? Yeah. Do you think it's that they should be locked up for that? Um, I don't know. Like weed, nah, not really. What I about think. coke? Well, I think it's a coke is if you given something you know could harm someone, especially in the long run. But what about somebody who has cocaine on them that they want to do for themselves? A ticket probably contacts. I mean, even if they go to jail, they're still gonna do it whenever they get out. Exactly. Why are we arresting people for drugs they want to do? It doesn't make any sense. The whole war on drugs is an absolute affront to humanity. It's, t it's telling you, you know, like in our constitution, it says we have the right 
to pursue happiness, right? Yes. <laughs> and if happiness, if pursuing happiness means a little bit of cocaine in your nose, why are you arresting people for pursuing their happiness? Right. <laughs> exactly. What you doing right now on this phone? That's the sky? Yeah, bro, it's fucking I miss nuts. the sky looking it's like that. It's sick uh, right now. What you doing? I was over here fucking Instagramming this. I don't know, man. But so, you, so you're vaccinated, and I'm vaccinated, and Rayburn here refuses to be vaccinated. Um, not, That's his choice. I, thank you, thank you. I wish it wasn't though. I wish we could legalize, or we could legalize mandatory vaccinations. Oh, you could, man. And we could just, just gotta shoot, be Nazi just, Germany. We could just shoot him in the neck with a gun. Because here's the thing, if everybody got vaxxed, this thing would be over tomorrow. Hey, bro, if your vax works, don't worry about me. How about that? How about this? If, if your every- vaccination works, don't worry about me. That's a good point. I like that point, actually. Everybody that wants to be hey, vaxxed, vaccinated, get vaxxed. man. But no, 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 here's the reason that's bullshit. It's because why the, is it bullshit? Because, because the fucking vax, the, the, the... Oh, herd immunity? You want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, no, no, no. Because the... The well, coronavirus will keep replicating through people who aren't vaccinated and it'll keep spreading. And every year, I'll have to keep getting re-vaccinated and well, getting sick for a you've day. You've already shown you're down, so be down, bro. No, yeah, but why Why do we all have to get vaccinated every year? Because assholes like you refuse to get vaccinated. So if I got vaccinated, you telling me I wouldn't have to get vaccinated every year? If everybody got vaccinated, no. That's it not, would be that's over. Not, that's no, not, that's how smallpox worked when we when, when we ended it. We ended smallpox because everybody got vaxxed. We didn't end shit, motherfucker. No, we the, the, the World Health Organization did. Who ended it because everybody got vaxxed. And if everybody got the fucking <laughs> coronavax, it would be gone. It wouldn't sure, be... Man. Hey, hey, keep believing But that. you're not yeah. getting vaxxed, so therefore every year I'll just expect that I I'm need to get vaxxed. I'm probably going to get vaxxed. I have to get vaxxed to leave the fucking military base. Boom. But everybody who has a problem with getting vaxxed should get vaxxed. No, I disagree. And that's why I we should shoot them in the neck with darts that get them vaxxed. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Just vax the motherfuckers. Vax pow, 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 pow. Up, bro, on the street. Be a, roll, a drive-by vaccination. By, by, <laughs> drive-by vaccination. <laughs> blip, 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 blip. All you vaccinated motherfuckers is now vaccinated. That's it. That'd be hilarious. I, I would honestly... What's your opinion on this? Um, I'm sorry, what's your name? Mariah. Mariah, our Uber driver. Mariah, you're a sweet baby. I don't think you baby. should shoot him in the neck. <laughs> you don't? Thank you. I think we should shoot people in the neck. This out of line right with, now. <laughs> obviously, I'm jo- I'm, obviously I do not think that we should. can just roll up. For the, record, for the record, I am joking about the uh, drive-by vaccinations. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. I'm not joking that it's, it would be fun. Fucking hilarious. Man. That is <laughs> Just <fact>. vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? My neck. You're vaccinated. Oh shit. And like, oh my god, I'm so mad. I'm oh, now. Shit. I'm, I'm, so, s- I'm so mad that I'm immune oh, to a shit. disease I'm that can kill me. Life, thank God. <laughs> oh my God, they lived me. They lived me. <laughs> uh, hey, where are we going, by the way? The casino, my baby. Have you ever been to this casino? The casino. That's a restaurant you got to go into. Nah, it's the Hard Rock down the street. Straight ahead. Is that Hard Rock Cafe? Oh, she, she's taking us to the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, did I fuck up? Yeah, you fucked up. Hold on, let me fix it. They, our Hard Rock casino that they was building fell down. Wait, what? 
Yeah, and Wait, I sold for like two years ago. You telling me that the Hard Rock Casino at the end of this Canal Street is imploded? I promise. We can even drive by it. What? Can we please drive by it? Absolutely. Oh my God! You've got to be joking me. Canal and Rampart. Are you joking? No, dude, this ain't real. This ain't real. This is real life. And anybody listening to this podcast, if this is gonna ever be released, um, we just live realized that the casino. She said it. Did you say it imploded? It it fell down. It fell down. You know what's funny? When people inside of it did it. Your company de- deconstructed it? No, ACOM, they fucked it up. Oh my god. It collapsed, that's, that's the word. Harris Hard Casino. You tell me Harris Casino. <laughs> no. He's pulling it up. Hard He's pulling it up on Wiki. Um, we're trying we're to going go to the Hard Rock restaurant. We're trying to go to Harris. I'm sorry. Let me fix that. I'm my bad. Yeah, the Hard Rock, it fell. Oh no. <laughs> no. Is there another casino? It's Harris, yeah. Harris is the joint. He knows the casino. I, I thought it was. Ah, fuck. See, look, one and a half years after Hard Rock Hotel. No shit. Shit. Fuck. At the oh my the god! Street. Do I need to like update it in the app? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right, all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Zero. She's showing us the empty lot that used to be a hot rock. Yeah, they fucking... just demolished it a few months ago. All this used to be closed off for a whole year. Yeah, how do you do that? I don't know. How do you do it? Um, edit right. Oh shit! Nope, not cancel. Add or ch- there it is. Yes. There it is. Where are we going, Harris? Yeah. H-A-R-R- How you spell that? H-A-R-R-A-H. You're the best. I know. Thank you. This man. <laughs> Acknowledging that. Boom. Should be yeah. up there. Yep. You got, you got it? it? Yep. Hi, yeah. How, how far are we from it? Five minutes. Just like, only a minute? No, awesome news. One mile. Five minutes. <laughs> All right, so she dropped us off at the casino, and Brandon loves playing poker. And I'm not much of a gambler or poker player, but I was like, I'll, I'll sit at a table with you. I've actually never sat and played Texas Hold'em at an actual casino, always just at, like, friends' houses. So I was like, that'll be fun. So we go there, we sign up, um, it's $100 to buy in, and they're like, all right, it'll be 30 minutes. I know I told a little bit of the story at the beginning. So I bought in. I immediately, while we're waiting for the 30 minutes, I go sit at one of these machines and I put $20 in the machine and I hit bet and I lose a little bet, I lose a little bet, I lose a, or bet I won a little and it went up to like $23. And then I was like, this is stupid, I'm done. So I hit cash out, but for some reason it, it bet again. I don't know. And all of a sudden it's just like going up, up, up and we're laughing hysterically. And I wish I would have pulled out my phone and hit record at this moment. Because we're just like, are you kidding me? And it just kept going up. It got up to like $420, and it was done. And I hit cash out, and I was done. So I won $420. Then I went and played poker, lost pretty fast, and then I bought another $100 in. And that time I lost, I lost on, um, I believe I had, I had like four of a kind or something that everybody at the table was like, because I went all in. Everybody was like, I would have went all in too. But the other dude had like a straight or a flush or whatever beats four of a kind. But they were like, that was a good hand. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. But anyway, I don't care. I just won the money, so I'm still 200 up. So we when we leave the casino. Brandon was up a little while, and then he lost his money too, I believe, this time. But he's actually good at poker. But um, So we leave the casino, and we're walking down the street back to the hotel, and there's this like homeless guy sitting there with a little jar collecting money. 
And Brandon just sit like sits right beside him. I see. I think he went to the store first and bought a pack of Newports. And then he's like, "Come on!" And we went and sat with him. He's like, "You want a Newport, dude?" like, "Yeah." And we just sat there kicking it with him. And then other people were walking by that knew him that were also. I, I don't want to say they were all homeless, like the one guy that we talked to. But it's a crazy story, because, I mean, this is we're very drunk at this point. We're hanging out with the homeless and people on the streets in New Orleans and just. That's Brandon's way of like just to see different sides of the city. You don't just want to go and hang out with the tourists or with the people with money. You go hang out with just the people. And it was really a really cool time. But um, I ended up leaving my jacket. And, um, you know, I'm going to come back to this part of the story because there's a clip in here that I didn't even know he said till after I'm editing this podcast. He, he talked about my jacket and it's a whole story. So I'll talk about it more when we get there. But you're going to have to listen to some drunk conversations as you know some cars going by and you know it's hard to hear the guy that we're talking to sometimes but i think it's a it was just this is what we did in new orleans so here we go come on if i smoke one yeah you voting you right hey, you turn that off i don't do video what's up nah we ain't doing we don't do no videos huh it's no video no fuck that hey, turn up yeah fuck that yeah. You want? Uh, I think I already asked you, but I'm no. sorry if I didn't remember. You, you want bought smoke? Him. You bought it. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke them. Right, yeah. You don't want one? Hey. Smoke them if you got them. I said, you go first. You go. Oh, shit. Uh, you I am first. first. They call me first. All right, then. My name's first. Yeah. Uh, they call me I'm first. I'm good, bro. I did not smoke do that. I'll do that. I smoke all day. Oh, uh, you want one? Yeah, hey, hold one. Hold one, bro. You just want to hold one? Nah, I'm good. All right. All right. Black wine. Hey, what's good, G? Look. <laughs> keep your eye on your cigarette. What? Keep your eye on your cigarette. That is, well, that's your cigarette. I said you, keep your eye on it. Oh, you, you about to do some magic trick? I'm trying to light you did. You did. Oh, that one. What dude. the hell did you just do? Nothing. Nothing. Motherfucker. Just having fun. <laughs> You're having fun. Yeah, hell yeah. We having fun now. Hell yeah. I get life from you, young folks. I get life from you, bro. Uh, life is good. Hey, life is, life is good. Bread. Kidding me? Uh, what you need, life? Sure what can I do that. for you, my G? Uh, Say it. Say it and it shall be. Keep praying for the world will never look down. Oh. Keep, keep up. Nah, I want to go to war with the world. He does. I don't the know. War. Look, been Let's there, done it. that. Been there, done that. <laughs> Kid. Grown man. I went to sleep. Listen. This ain't no wisdom. Call on them. No. Yeah. I went to sleep. I shit like that. Like when this? I woke up. Like this? Your shit was like this? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, Lord, look at him now. I said, thank you. Kurt, I know my life. Come up as a kid. Say, I've never seen 60. Mm. Don't say that. But How listen, old do you know? 60. 35. Oh, yeah, that's you, baby. That's you, baby. That's me. I was at 35 again. <laughs> shit, I want to be in the shape of head. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see many good people in the world. Yes, sir. I'm glad you. You know you're one of them people, right? Well, you're one I'm of them great. good people. Great. 
It's a pleasure to kick it with you, man. Thank you for sharing space. Thank you. If you ain't down, we sure had to get out. Oh no! Uh oh, you take the elders. Shout your days. If you ain't down, I'll show you how to get out. If you ain't down, show how to get out. That's a fucking hard. If you ain't down, man. If you ain't down, I'll show you how to get down. That's a fucking bar, dude. You got that, dude. That's fucking. Dot your eyes, cross your teeth. Damn. Dot your eyes, cross your teeth. Cross your teeth. How long you been in New Orleans? Yeah, I told you, man. I'm sorry. The part you didn't understand, young fella. Oh, you got me. I said I've been there six a year. Ooh, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, then. I, yeah, you right. You did tell me that. I'm I, I apologize for not writing it down, my bro. <laughs> you right. Yo, I'll do that. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, no, call me, No, I will. Call me Mr. James. What do you want me to talk? What, what, Anything, what can no, I call you? Mr. No, James? Look, no, no, you call me late for breakfast. Let me call you the, I say, call me what you want, long you call me late for breakfast. We want to have breakfast tomorrow. We have breakfast about 1 p.m. Bro, I wake up at 1 p.m. Yeah. We having breakfast at 2. Uh, That's a fact. Yeah. Shit, I gotta go to the mission. Try to get me a room. Oh, no, nah, we got your room. Uh, That's a fact. Listen. That's a fact. Yeah. I say what I say. My whole roof coming How much your room talk? Uh, what is that? The mission cost? What is that? 30, 50 bucks? What is it? It's free. Right? Listen, man, listen. What free? Is it free? Ain't nothing free. Ain't nothing free in this world. Hey. What is the best nation in the world? America. No, it, it ain't America. No, it is America. No, I don't want to tell you that. Fuck this guy. We're the best nation in the world. I agree. Listen. 100%. So I found that really interesting. I'm sitting there talking with a homeless man who's telling me that this is the greatest country in the world. And again, if you love America, I, I love America. I love living here. I don't want you to think I hate America. I just think we do a lot of things. We, we, we have a lot of things we could be better at and other countries are better at those things. And one of these is our homeless problem. And here I'm sitting with someone, you know, so marginalized by society who's sitting here telling me that this is the greatest country in the world. And is that because he's been brainwashed through nationalistic um, you know, the teachings that we, we grow up with, or does he really just believe it and he actually has a decent life? Because, you know, I don't know the answers to that, but it was fascinating. And so this next clip is this other kid shows up. I don't remember any of these people's names because I was so drunk the night I got their names, but I'm sitting there just talking with these people. Uh, this kid shows up with face tattoos. He's probably in his late 20s maybe early 30s. And he, his girlfriend shows up. I talk with her. She's a heroin addict and just had a, 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 you know, a good conversation where I told her, you know, no judgment. I was, and I told her, I completely understand whatever you went through in your life that brought you to this. And, you know, basically tried to just give her some positivity. And Brandon at one point took the guy into the store and was like, get whatever you want. And he spent, you know, 40 or 50 bucks, bought him some beer, some food. And was like, all right, let's go back and hang out. And we all stood there on the street, well, me and Brandon were, were laying with our backs against this building just on the sidewalk, just kicking it with these people, and it was so much fun. So this is the next little segment of that. Hope you want to. Hey, you want a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Have a cigarette. Hold on a minute. No okay. lighter? I can, Man, I can get Indian or fucking cowboy. Hey. Right. I was, 
Well, but, smoke. but what are you in your soul, man? Shit. You see my speckets? You no. Know? The same. same. That the defines last time that defines you. That defines you. Sweat off in 2.5 seconds. You know? That don't define you as a soul. With a reload. With, with my hand behind my back with a blindfold on. Ooh. Ooh, now we talking. Now we talking. I like that. So either you pull me up or you don't. No, I can only pour it down. How you pour up? Gravity. What's you so can't up really and down. Well, so okay, you want me to pour you up? Put the physics, cover up here. Physics. Let me see if I can do it. All right. So, all right. I'm going to throw it up there and see if you drink it. I'm not going to ask twice, man. I'm just saying either we're doing, right? we doing it or we ain't. Pour up or pour it down. You don't if you don't want to pour, just say don't pour. Look. What you need, bro? One more cigarette, yeah. Come on. What up? You get you showing him love. Beat like me that. twice. You, you make me, me jealous, man. I'm a jealous man. Nah, I don't get jealous. I show love everywhere I go, bro. If you beat me, you beat me. Why is it so slow? <laughs> Why are you pouring that so slow, bro? No, it's no because no. You want me to help you out? No, 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 no. All right. I think you. Hey, yo, you will never understand. This is the look. This is the best of the juices. This is like smart water. All right. Hold on. Give me the cup. Give me the cup. All right, bro. Yeah, you got me. You get me, you got me. Got you, dude. My drink. Got to be patient. Got to be patient, bro. What's up, fam, bro? Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, you know me. You know how I'm doing. What's <laughs> that? How you doing? I'm doing about the same. Fucking right. Big love. That's that great potion. You know what? Thank you. Chew it, love. Thank you, bro. That's a transaction. I appreciate it. Chew it, love. That's love out here in the streets, bro. Hey, could you do this for me? Do me one favor. What you need? Could you fold the head out like this? Like they do in the old days? I don't usually do that. I'm gonna That'd do be it cool. for you. Thank bro. you. That's how they do it. That's okay. Now what? That was exaggerating, huh? Because what about the people used to flip it? Like they did now you like playing me, bro. Well, now he, now you playing me, dog. Now you playing me, son. Now you playing me, bro. I love you, man. Y'all have a great night. Big love. Cheers. You got enough smoke? Want another one? I'm good with this. Yeah. This is enough. This gonna blow my brain. Come on, Jake. Big love, son. Best view of the city ever you ever seen. We're the best nation in the world. I agree. I actually, I told nation. How many nations are going to take? There he is again, declaring that this is the greatest country in the world, a homeless man. So, this brings me to the next little clip that I did not hear until I'm editing the podcast. I don't remember him saying this. Like I say, we've been drinking a lot. So, I had my jacket, I had like a sports coat. And in the pocket, I had my GoPro and like a four-pack of jewels for my vapes. And, um, and I took my jacket off because it was hot and I'm sitting on the streets, you know, and I got, um, so I'm sitting there with my jacket behind me and I didn't realize that the dude, the face tattoo guy was, was like, oh, I like your jacket. And you'll hear him say all that. And he's telling me how, you know, make sure you don't leave it and stuff like that. And the next morning I woke up in the hotel room and I couldn't find my jacket. And then it hit me. I left it on the street. So when I woke up, I walked back to where we were on the streets. Obviously, it was gone. I was like, yeah, well, lost that, lost my GoPro. And um, I went ahead. Um, Brandon was still sleeping, and I wanted to see the World War II Museum. We slept all day. By the time I left the hotel, I was on my way to the World War II Museum. They closed at 5. I got there at 4.30. 
And um, they were like, sorry, the ticket counter's closed. I was like, oh, I just, I'll walk around real fast. They're like, well, we can't sell you any tickets. I was like, oh, it's like, but you can just basically go in just for a donation. So, you know, threw five bucks in the thing. Walk through the museum. It's a really, really great museum. And I don't mean great as in it's so much fun. It, it's really beautiful the way they did it, but it's all war. And, you're wa- and you just walk through and just see just how crazy it was for, you know, my grandparents' generation going through such, it's just such a, cr- a crazy thing that happened across the world. And um, so I walked through it, you know, very fast. I had to be done by five, but it was it was um, just a really fascinating experience. And then when I left, Brandon's like, you're going to love what you, you, I got something to show you, something like that. So I jumped into Uber, I went and found him, and he had my GoPro and a four pack of jewels. So that the guy with the face tattoos, I don't know his name, but he was um, he had been waiting at the Wyndham. I guess I must have missed him. But when Brandon came out, he was waiting for him. He's like, hey, man, I got this for you, and gave him the GoPro and the four-pack of jewels back. He's like, you know, I thought about selling it, you know, but you guys were too good to me last night. And that was just so powerful, so amazing. And um, I know Brandon, Brandon shot him some more money just for doing that. And maybe he expected that, but either way, he showed up and gave us that. And he didn't have the jacket, which he admitted that he loved when I'm listening to this. But he did say, jacket's at my friend's house if you want to come and grab it. And Brandon's like, nah, this is good. Thank you. Because he's hungover. Like, I'm going to get a bite to eat. Aaron's will be happy to have this. And I'm thinking, yeah, he can have the jacket. Hope he enjoys it. But I got my GoPro with the videos on it. And that was more important. So, um, so just big shout out to this guy. And again, I hate that I don't remember his name, but you have to understand how much alcohol we had. Um, So big shout out to him. This is a quick snippet of him talking about my jacket. What's up? This this is my jacket. That shit look fire. Thank you. That's a nice, bro. Don't forget it now. I won't. And she'll put it on your lap. <laughs> it's probably, that's the best way not to forget something. <laughs> It'll be all right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you something. I'll save you spot, bro. Hey. All right. Have a good night, brother. Hey, it's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for sharing space. Hey. Uh, thanks for praying for me. Thanks for the prayer. Oh, Listen. Unfortunately, the audio didn't pick up the prayer, but the old man, before he left, he said a prayer for us. So sweet. It was such a cool experience, um, and I hate to say like it's a cool experience because it's not cool for the people that have to less that have to live there every single night. You know, that don't have a solid place to rest their head. It's sad, but um, it was really just good to get to know them for a little bit. And um, I still think it's funny that I, I you heard me. And I'm all drunk. Like he's telling me like put the jacket in your lap. That way, when you go to leave, you won't forget it. He's telling me how not to forget it. And um, and I was like, I'm good, man. Like I got this. And I totally just left without the jacket. But, um, you know, great people. He returned the GoPro. I mean, that's just amazing. So, again, big ups to that man. All right. We're going to end at the Abbey. And this is us at the Abbey on night three. And this is a nice little closer. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like I say, it was a little different than the other ones. 
Um, it took a lot, a lot of time for me to edit it. But um, next week, my mom will be on. So listen to that. The following week, we'll be in Chicago for a Chicago special. And again, I hope you enjoyed this. This is us back at the Abbey. And we sat on the said that he said uh, he said you know I was gonna sell this, but he's like I didn't forget how good y'all were to me last night, and I wanted to be good back. He said, That's that fucking not, awesome. He said not everybody's bad. I fucking dapped him up, hugged him, gave him forty, got the GoPro, went and had a dope Bloody Mary with some etouffee on yeah. Canal Street. Dude, New Orleans is my fucking city. You gotta you gotta tap into the people, man. Yeah, That's what do. I love about traveling. It's not like. Uh, I don't like to rough it, but I don't mind it either. You know? But traveling, when you meet the people, that like the people, the ones that are in the city that can't leave, you just get something that you can't pay for. Yep. You, no, you can't buy this experience. You have to earn it. You Amen. have to fucking show up and do, like, we, like we literally fucking, like, we're on the streets last night, man. It was fucking sitting with the people and sitting there hanging out with the homeless dude, talking, like, listening to his stories. Like, what? Like, it's fucking amazing. This is how people live. Yeah, he said he was a plumber for 20 years. Fucking plumber, 20 <laughs> years. He was and cool, man. He was a nice dude. Oh, shit. You can't buy this experience. You gotta earn it. That's it. Should end it here. All right.